0: the
1: difference between
2: live and what we just (laughs) did forever (laughs) well this part we we can only hear ourselves ourselves.
1: now now it'll be be very professional alright we didn't even (laughs) record it I have it all recorded but it wasn't live but it is recorded so if you're listening to podcasts (laughs) you're listening to uh, exclusive content which hopefully I ended it so out. So now it's the numbers real and is the number button. Exactly. That's am <laughs> getting all
3: my best
0: that's, real stuff real. All right. that's, that's, that's the really.
3: bonus features. Exactly. The, the bonus features. <laughs> the the I it my test.
0: Kind of I have nothing left. I'm spent. <laughs> but I did go to Heather's uh, uh, account, uh, the social today, and it's very, very nice. It's very interesting. Very good place to get uh, information and, uh, and uh, art news. Uh, good very job. Cool. Very nice.
3: Thank you. But Neil, you're a
0: piece goodness. of shit, Neil. You're a total <laughs> piece of shit. He had a
2: dollar for every time he heard that. <laughs> that hmm? That's, that's why I paid for dinner tonight.
0: <laughs> it's going to be the best uh, birthday ever. <laughs> <laughs> best birthday ever. <laughs> not, only, wow, not, wow. Only, uh, not, not only is Neil <laughs> a half hour late uh, getting on to call me, but he's... Uh, uh, we we learned that uh, he's incompetent and drunk and what was the <laughs> unprofessional. Excellent! Yep. I can't wait to continue this podcast. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, we did. Four times have, on this well, show, to figured figure
4: this out. Uh, right.
0: Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Neil. When
4: you,
5: hey, Neil. Nobody tried to cornhole you at this party, did they? No, you no, know, was, the,
1: he was, he were with. Uh, it was a uh, Troy. To my brother didn't go with me, and then uh, they, the women came and like, you mind the three women? I'm sorry. Totally but You fine. should see
3: all the I pictures had... of meat he had. He ate so much meat while he was there. Massive amounts of meat. Uh, uh, Big, uh, smoky uh, meat. Up, oh, I know. Uh, oh, you said meat.
0: Uh, I know. I'm right there with you. I'm a vegan. That was Phil <laughs> Whedon who makes those noises.
5: Yeah. I, I myself have to stay away from the uh, sugar because I'm a type 2 diabetic, so no oh. milkshakes or any of that stuff.
0: Adrian, uh, how how is your um, documentary going?
5: Uh, You mean uh, Greetings from Tromaville?
0: Yes, how are you doing with that?
5: Oh, good. Um, The latest update about it is it's going to be at a film festival in the Bronx uh, by this guy, Jerry Landy, who was at the uh, uh, Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. He saw... My film, and he wants to take that along with the other one I've done, you know, about you know disability Hollywood. So he wants to take both of those films, and so it's that festival is in May nineteenth, around that time.
0: Congratulations, that's terrific. In that, that's pretty cool, right? That's yeah, like the Portuguese guy who just got yeah. two hundred and fifty thousand euros from the government, and, and that it was a strong name attached. That wouldn't that happen Buff- when Bill Whedon and I was making a movie, right, Bill?
1: That's right. That's the, you got <laughs> it. <laughs> that Buffalo Dreams uh, Festival, that's run by Gregor Lamberson, who is uh, who made us. He's that's a cool. great, great filmmaker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, mean,
0: uh, I don't yeah. want to brag, but I happened to uh, do a little singing in a movie called Killer
1: Rack. <laughs> been uh, directed so by none
0: other than Greg uh, Lamberson, and it's very good. I say.
1: It was. It Not like
0: my, my acting sucks, but the movie is very
1: <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, except for that scene where you're singing. It's excellent. But for I, people exactly. this the movie is tri- good. Check it out. Yeah. It was. Fun. I enjoyed it. For people who are listening, by the way, this is uh, the Station at the Decapitation with our trip. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Mama Creepy. That would make me terrible, Troy Right, and you've heard them all by now, but we're joined by Michael Epstein of uh, Blood of the Tribbits Hello Hello, Mr. Bill Whedon, Sergeant Kabuki Man Here I am Adrian Esposito from Greetings of Tromaville Hello Hello And the President of Troma and the creator of the Toxic Avenger himself, Mr. Lloyd Coffin
0: from Tromaville. I'm here at, uh, late at night in Tromaville writing uh, our next movie, Shakespeare's it's... Shitstorm. Really? Is this... <laughs> that, sounds like Is that cool. a scat? Film? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm also waiting for Adrian to get uh, his movie and return to Return to Nukem High, aka Volume 2, booked into Rochester because uh, the Adrian's got the juices there. And <laughs> and nobody in, uh, answers our phone calls in Rochester. Mm. How's yeah. it going with that, Adrian?
5: Well, um, I have to get back to her, the woman who's in charge of the Little Theater. I'll shoot, shoot her an email and ask her what's going on. Yeah,
4: that's
0: so... Good. good. Very good, because uh, you're one of the... Uh, you know, this will be a good show, I think, right? We go in person, we do it. Go to the Eastman House, the whole thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. Right, that's, that's fingers crossed.
1: So Excellent. Ha- how did you guys all get involved in it together? I know, uh, you know, Bill, obviously, worked the Sergeant Kabuki man. Uh, Adrian, how did you get involved with uh, with Floyd?
5: Well, how I got with, involved with Floyd was I. Uh,
0: now, I wait a, a minute. Don't th- Hey, no. Tijuana now. You don't mention Tijuana. <laughs> Absolutely not. That, that's like uh, that's like uh, 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 Trump's thing. It's off limits. You don't answer those questions. Okay. I like to break that B- Bannon, like Bannon. You, you only answer <laughs> the other okay. things. All right, I'll shut up. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so um, let
5: me think. Uh, well, it, I just shot Lloyd an email and asked him if he would be interested in doing this documentary about, you know, Troma Entertainment and uh, his, you know, the Lloyd himself, you know, and all the films he's done. Because I thought, you know, there's already a documentary out there about Roger Corman, you know, Corman's Road. Why not do it on Lloyd Kaufman because he deserves to have a documentary made about him that goes into detail about you know, how how the the company's survived all the for almost 40 years and um, how it's helped some a lot of careers like Eli Roth. Uh, James Gunn, and and the lists go on and on. So, um, I was unaware at the time that there was another documentary called Traumatized, Meet Lloyd Kaufman. But I feel I don't mean to brag, but I think mine's is more bet is a lot better, and it goes into more detail.
0: I agree. The, the one other one so was I, very, that was an old one. The the traumatized the... one was uh, from France a long time ago. So, uh, but uh, but my daughter, by the way. Uh, if I may interrupt uh, Adrian shot some excellent footage for trauma for a movie that Charlotte Kaufman has been working on for four or five years about trauma and can and a uh, uh, kind of a sequel to all the love you can a documentary a documentary we made in 2001 Adrian I think it was 2001 and uh, Adrian shot uh, about a year ago, shot some beautiful footage of a trauma fan uh, up in uh, Elmira. And thank you, Adrian. It was really well done. Oh yeah,
5: you're, oh yeah, yeah, Matt, uh, Matt, Matthew Diesel. Yeah, I'm hoping to use him in the Special Needs Revolt film that me good, and Bill are good. working on. And there's this one scene where where uh, the origin of fart bomb, and you know Matt has, uh, you know, had does has no nose. So I was hoping there would be a scene. Or his nose falls off and he screams and then he farts and catches on fire. That's in the
0: script. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, if it's in the script, then uh, that must be. Yeah. You, know, you should talk to Diesel, though, you know, see what he says. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, get, I'll a, shoot him a message. He's a me- good guy. He's a, yeah, shoot him a message.
1: Yeah. So this project, Special Needs Revolt, you just mentioned uh, with yourself and Bill Whedon, uh, how did this come about? And for people who are not aware, what's the idea of uh, what this uh, project will, will be? Are you telling me that
0: your public does not? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One second. Please. Oh, sorry, Lloyd. Deal. Sorry. Get him, uh, Lloyd. Get him. Heather. <laughs> Heather, look. Get him, deal. Lloyd. Heather. Are you <laughs> telling me <laughs> that your audience has to be explained what uh, Adrian's movie is about? They haven't heard about it in the New York Times or on uh, on uh, we CNBC. Like
3: or- we like to tease them, taunt them, get them to listen. Then you guys finish them off.
0: All right. Okay. Well,
3: it's like a go, happy, happy
0: ending. Then, go it's, ahead. You guys are go the ahead. happy
3: ending.
6: You want to talk about it? Everybody again? knew about this. I, you want to talk about it, Adrian? or should I, should I talk about it or what?
5: Oh uh, well, I'll start it off, and then you can, uh, and then I'll <laughs> hand out, hand it off to you, Bill. Um, I oh, wrote this script for Special Needs Revolt. It wasn't many pages when I we had it, but it we're and we're still developing developing it to. Uh, <laughs> Feature length to 94 pages. But anyway, it began as, you know, this idea of why not have, for me anyways, why not have the first action hero be a person with Down syndrome, have that be like, and set it in, make it like a trauma-esque movie. So, and plus, you know, so I thought up this idea, why not we have this movie where he's fighting, you know, this evil President Kruger that... And I gave the script to Bill when I interviewed him for the trauma documentary, and he fell in love with it and told me, it's, "This is great. It's going to be the next cult classic." So, I, you know, there, I have a. I'm hoping this film gets made, and you know, we get the money, and uh, and uh, you know, we get the investors and producers for this film, and because uh, it it is a. I feel it is a very important film to be made and to be shown to people, you know, especially with our current political situation. Uh, how, what, what do you have to say, Bill?
1: What are your thoughts? Well, well,
6: it's it's very interesting the the evolution of the film because when I Adrian called me after he interviewed me for Greetings from Traumaville, which is when we first met. Uh, we hit it off very well, so he, he called me and asked me. If, he had already asked me to be in the movie as the, this part of the president, who's an evil president named <laughs> Donald J. Kruger. you can make your own, you can make your own decisions, <laughs> make, draw your own conclusions from that. It's part part of the, the current artist, part Freddie, and uh, so his name is Donald J. Kruger. And so he asked me to play that part. And he, he said. Would you like to write the movie with me? I, so he, he sent me a script, which at that point was 24 pages long. It was like a, a short film. But 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 all all the details were there of the plot. It was re- really well plotted, and it was, a, it was a good film. It was obviously going to be a very good film. But the ending, it, it really had no third act. So what I did was I expanded the third act, and we turned it into a movie which – Wound up to be over seventy pages, and now we're trying to make it wow. longer. But but it's got uh, it's got a lot going for it. It's a, the the leading character of an action film being a Down syndrome person is really kind of an, an amazing concept. And along with that, it's extremely funny and cutting about our current political situation. So it's got, it's got a lot going on. I think it's I think it's going to be when once it gets done. It's going to be a fantastic I mean I, I just think it's gonna be like a classic
4: I think that's
3: awesome. Um, I know you guys are trying to raise money. Um, how do you think like websites like Kickstarter and uh, stuff like that, how do you think that's made a a difference in raising money like in independent films now, like compared to, you know, I don't wanna say the old way of raising money? Um, Pro- uh, the one to
4: ask begging.
3: That. Begging, Michael.
6: Underneath, he,
3: he's the whole book about crowdfunding. Yeah. You know. Are you there,
7: Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've I've done uh, of my own films. We've made three features that were funded um, mostly on Kickstarter, um, and we definitely wouldn't have been able to to do that without without that money. Um, and I've sort of consulted and worked on a, a ton of other projects that were crowdfunded. And I think one of one of the really big things is not just gathering money for a project but also gathering an audience and support and so um, you know it helps when you're when you're starting out and you have this this thing we're here today to talk about this film um, which doesn't doesn't really exist yet except for on paper and um, you know we're hoping that people get interested in it by hearing about it so a lot of times crowdfunding campaigns really really help with just getting people excited about a project and getting people kind of involved and people offering to help in various ways um, or or to be involved in acting or crew or other things. So I think um, crowdfunding has really made it more more of a a community-built endeavor than it was before where you had to just kind of find money and and get the project going on your own. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, another thing that –
5: oh, go ahead. Go on. sorry. Go on, Adrian. Oh, what I was going to say, I think the things that we had to postpone putting this – project up on kickstarter you know with this cool introduction that uh me lloyd and um bill did is because uh we needed to figure out a schedule a budget and locations and that's still we're still working on that you know getting locations and a schedule down and that's probably one of the many few many reasons that we've uh had to postpone putting it up on Kickstarter, because we need to figure out how, you know, do we need $100,000, $150,000, $80,000? So we're trying to, well, me, I'm trying to calculate all that anyways, but, um,
6: so. A lot of it was
0: very tricky. How
6: many effects we use, probably, and how, how many of them could be visual effects, how many have to be special effects, correct Right yeah, yeah, and
5: I do. I have. I, I know some people that are willing to do special effects. I've talked to um, people in the Rochester area who have done makeup effects, like uh, John Vincent and Michael Del Rosa, to see if they would be interested in working on the film. And so uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, play it by ear type thing. But we. But I am hoping to get it made this year if we get we get our ducks in order.
1: Mhm. Awesome. Uh, actually from someone's perspective who's uh, been in movies for for, for decades, uh, Lloyd, uh, what are your opinions on uh, crowdfunding? Cuz someone like Michael has uh, been at a relatively short <laughs> at time. Uh,
0: it's great and uh, here's why, here's where it's really great. If you're thinking about making a movie about a certain subject, you go on Kickstarter, and if the if somebody salutes, you know you've got something that people want. It's free. If you had to hire a consulting firm like Boston Consulting or one of those, you'd be paying a hundred thousand bucks, and you get free consulting. It's terrific. We we mm-hmm. um, we wanted to make a, a sequel to our movie uh, All the Love You Can, a documentary about how trauma uh, gets. Has our face shoved and shit at the Cannes Film Festival. We we did it in the year 2000. So we thought, well, let's see if anybody was out there wants us to do a sequel. So we put up a Kickstarter. And indeed, they, the fans put up about half the money. So clearly, there's an audience there. That was great research. If we would have hired a firm to do research, we, <laughs> that would have cost more than the movie. The only I other thing mind. I think Adrian should consider, the only other thing you should consider, Adrian, is you can you could make your movie for, for maybe under ten thousand bucks if you had a micro uh, uh, micro budget filmmaker. I don't think you need all the kind of money you're talking about. The guys go look at Father's Day. Troma's Father's Day, which is free on Troma Movies on YouTube. Troma's Father's Day. And I'm sure you can if not, I'll send you a DM yeah, like, yeah, it's great. It's it's,
5: it's
0: ten thousand bucks. And, and it's in and those guys based on that movie got uh, two hundred and fifty thousand to do the uh, the editor and now they did the void and which was like even more, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I think I think you know you don't have to necessarily raise half a million bucks. There's a new world here where the I I can't do it, but there's so many young people who can, and um, so you might want to think that way. And I know I could put you in touch with people. Uh, and uh, uh, I could probably help you out if it's a micro budget. But if you're going for that kind of big money, uh, there's no way I could help you. All right, yeah, that's thanks for same,
6: the advice, that's, Lloyd. That's the same sort of thing that Michael had said to me. Michael Epstein had said to me a few months ago that he thought we could do the film for much, much less than that. But yeah, the, the same thing that Lloyd is saying, I, I don't know what you said, Michael. You said like 20,000 or something like that? Yeah, there are
0: people... Yeah, there are people, very good people who can do that for you, who know how to produce micro budgets. And I think, I mean, try for the bigger budget. You got nothing to lose. How cool would that be to get, uh, you know, have a movie that's, of, uh, you know, that, that looks like a Hollywood movie and maybe get some stars. But um, but um, if not, if it doesn't work, then, you know, go for the micro budget.
7: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've been we've been making all of our films for you know in the in the twenty thousand dollar range. So, I'm um, pretty. So the, I, as Lloyd is saying, uh, that that kind of kind of structure and uh, shoot planning and everything. It just depends on on a lot of factors and a lot of decisions to be made and and a lot of uh, things like effects and the number of people involved and locations and all that sort of stuff. But we can we can talk about that.
0: By the way, banana motherfucker, uh, which Avery saw. That movie was probably right. That movie is so like it's a very it's quite successful, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny as hell. But it it, uh, it I, I don't I I can't imagine that movie costs more than two thousand dollars maximum. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. So you know uh, these guys, these young guys, know how to do it. They are all multi multitask and they, you know they they write, they edit, they do the music that. They, they, and with the digital miracle, it's amazing what people are doing. So uh, keep that in mind. If you can't get the kind of budget that you're thinking about, mm-hmm.
5: yeah, yeah. Thanks, Lloyd. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind, and you know, catalog what you say in my head.
0: Yeah, I may be able to put you in touch with some of the uh, young. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of those people contact us, and I can, uh, you know, who have made some pretty damn good movies for you know ten thousand dollars. So yeah, I can to put you in touch you. with them.
5: Thank you. Uh, just um, going back to greetings from Tromaville, uh, Lloyd, were you able to check out the documentary?
0: Um, uh, I saw, I saw, I, I, bit, uh, you just sent it to me and I, I've been on the road literally since before you sent it to me. So I've not looked at it, but I'm not worried. I know it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be great. And I've heard very good things about it, and I know it was in the Buffalo uh, <laughs> Festival. And um, I, I, I also feel uncomfortable about looking at anything with, that I'm in. You know, even though I'm a narcissist, I, I sort of <laughs> like rather
3: you're just in let everything. What's that? <laughs> you're in well, everything. I, you're like yeah, you're like exactly. where, you're like where's Waldo? Where's Waldo in movies lately? <laughs> Every time well, I turn around, I, like, hey, there's Lloyd again.
0: I know, but but. But you were even in the Angry Video still. Game Nerd movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I in, the he's movie in Volume Two of Return to Return to High, uh, By the way, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, Bill Weeden. Bill Weeden, you went to Yale, right? I did. And, uh, and did Bill Whedon, you
3: go to Yale too, Lloyd? I'm you sorry? went to Yale, didn't you? You went to Yale too, didn't you? <laughs>
0: Yes, but I'm much older than Bill Whedon, of course. But I have my 50th reunion <laughs> coming up, Mr. Bill Whedon. But uh, Bill Whedon and I, uh, we went through hell on Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. And Bill Whedon's performance in that movie is is absolutely brilliant. It's terrific. <laughs> I and love we that hit, movie. He and, I, he and I, I hit some pretty interesting high notes, right? With the uh, uh, the whole Al made. Sharpton uh, satire and all that kind I'm of sure.
6: I remember when it opened. I got a review. It was so great. It, it said he is the he is Trump's answer to Laurence Olivier.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see.
4: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> and I'm hearing, by the way, folks, the, the New York State Film Commissioner is entering the uh, the uh, the set here, uh, the studio. I hear her voice. She's just been to a very important meeting, mm. and uh, oh, wow. so she may join us. Uh, Pat, uh, uh, she loves Bill Whedon, of course. She loves Sasha mm-hmm. Kabuki, here's man,
6: And she is the one. Who I doesn't? I bet it was getting a job in, in Kabuki, man, because they were looking at video of, of the people who had auditioned, and they, mm-hmm. they looked at me, and they, they thought it was okay. But then she they were it, moving but, on to the next. He pointed said, it. Wait a minute. That guy looks like <laughs> Jack Volante. <Valenzi."> and, <laughs> and, and Jack Volante was, was Lloyd's nemesis at the time. Uh. So they cast the villain. It was so great.
1: Did, did Jack Valenti himself ever pick up on that? Uh, he have been dead at the time. Well, if he didn't, he <laughs> no, does not <laughs> No, he wasn't dead at the time. He he, he went on. <laughs> yeah, he I know, but, sort of, but, but did he pick up on that? Bill Weeden was was like uh was kind of a caricature I, of it.
6: I'm not sure, but but recently I was in I was in L.A. and I was at Groundless Chinese Theater because I was I,
1: I was at a premiere
6: of a series that I did and. I posed for a picture and I got I got it to send to Lloyd and, and Adrian of me standing in the square where Jack Valenti had his footprints. So I uh, so I gotta I gotta show that to you. <laughs>
4: well
6: I hope I
0: hope you took I hope you took a big giant shit on it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I am <laughs> Kabuki man would
0: have been a bigger hit if the MPAA hadn't been so unfair. <laughs> right, the MPAA, the Kabuki Man, is a great movie, but they cut so much out of it to to no, get the PG thirteen, no. and I'm and no. um, and that's what everybody wanted, and uh, they they treated us terribly. Uh, you know, they were double standard. They, that's the reason there's so few independent movie studios left. They, the MPAA is one of the reasons because they would let Bruce Willis have all sorts of violence, serious violence, but if Troma put in cartoon violence they would cut it out. So um, your career and my career, both, both were greatly uh, hindered by the uh, Jack Valenti Motion Picture Association of America. And uh, many studios just, were put out of true. business. But,
6: but I was helped by the and it was, a, that, that, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I, I love that movie, even though I know that it's one of those movies that's not quite trauma and not quite mainstream. somewhere in the middle, and it's sort of like, it rides that line. It's not quite gross enough to be a real trauma movie, but it's not mainstream enough to be. It's, but I love it. I, I think a lot of it too. Hey, Bill.
0: Hey, yeah, uh, Lloyd. Oh, go ahead, Hey, Adrian. Lloyd. Yeah. So oh, Adrian was saying something.
5: Oh, yeah. I was going to say that there's also this this unfair thing that's going through on YouTube. That YouTube wants for these ads, all the a thousand or something likes or. Something of that matter. I saw that. Otherwise, they take <clears throat> your channel down. I saw that at, well, on Facebook being.
1: Yeah. What well, well, What it is is you have to have a thousand um, subscribers and a certain amount. I'm not sure the exact amount, but it's like around two thousand minutes uh, per year, I think. Not to have your video up, but to have it monetized.
5: Yeah, and there's all and there's this whole thing like we, again with the century, Again, there's this whole thing going on with censorship. It's YouTube is trying to... That's right, Adrian.
0: You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The the first thing the Nazis did, Adrian, as you know, was go after the artists for uh, moral reasons. And they're going to... And indeed, they are demonetizing the independent movies for moral reasons. They're not demonetizing the mainstream. And um, uh, this is how the Nazis started. They went after the artists at the first thing they
1: do.
5: Yeah, now it's YouTube. They're going after the Internet.
1: Yeah, I've noticed uh, whenever whenever I post uh, a female interview on YouTube, it's automatically flagged as not suitable for advertisers.
0: You know, when I put up my scenes in Tijuana with that goat, Uh YouTube wouldn't even monetize it. I was really (laughs) upset. I would have paid uh, my wife.
3: I would have paid to see it. (laughs) I've got five dollars. I've got five dollars on that. Mm -hmm.
0: Thanks, Heather. (laughs) Thanks, Heather. Anytime. No, 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 no way. Now, two we're having on
1: next week. We're having the Tijuana go on to uh, tell Mm -hmm. the story. Nice, nice. Yeah, Uh, but but
0: uh, Heather, as I mentioned, I saw your Twitter today, Ms. uh, What is your handle?
3: Oh, Mama Creepy.
0: Yeah, Mama Creepy. It was very good. I, I mentioned it earlier, but we were not live apparently uh, uh. due to somebody's incompetence. Somebody named Neil's incompetence. But uh, um, yes. uh, your your uh, social is very
1: interesting and very informative. So yeah. uh, thank you. Before nasty Neil, my first uh, my first true. handle was incompetent Neil. But I, yes. I thought uh, I thought nasty Neil rolled off the tongue better.
3: We're we're thinking about going back. I heard back that, to that it was uh, <laughs> uh, I heard it
0: was uh, Neil at uh, the person's uh, belt buckle. Uh, Neil, uh, that, wasn't
1: that yeah, you? Well, sometimes uh, people ask me. I spell <laughs> Neil, and I just tell them it's a silent K. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Heather knows. Uh-huh. Heather's, hey, Heather's he's up north. I'm, in, I'm down in. What? Yep. <laughs> I'm
3: hashtagging What's that. that. I'll be sending
0: that out wow. right
1: now. <laughs> That's right. Like nope. hashtag, hashtag. silent meal.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> now, I actually have a serious question about special needs revolt. And that is um, I assume the movie with the Down syndrome superheroes to you know, like empower disabled people. But we do live in a PC world. Uh what's your answer to people who say, you know, this is exploitive to uh disabled people?
5: Well, I would just say three words: uh, politically correct fascism.
0: Mm,
3: Preach. Nice. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, trauma. Love it. Uh, but Uncle Lloyd, Uncle Lloyd will endorse Adrian's quote without a doubt. That's exactly correct. I will so it, it, It's not. It's not exploitative. I,
6: I, I don't really think it's even remotely exploitative. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's empowering people with disabilities, saying that they can do anything and. And it, including be an action hero in a, 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 a like a, a sort of a, a genre bending horror comedy. You know, it's like, why shouldn't a, a, a Down syndrome guy be able to to be just as powerful as as a, a, as Bruce Willis? Anyone? Or,
3: no, or, you know, or Schwarzenegger
6: or whatever. Yeah,
3: the sad yeah. thing yeah. is, exactly. though, is you know, that after the movie comes out, there are going to be there going to be people that are going to be like. That person was misused in that movie or people no, going course, up against it.
5: Yeah. yeah, people yeah, there's always gonna be those oversensitive people who uh-huh. who, you know, don't you know, see the dis would rather see the disability than the person who's kicking ass on the screen. Oh
6: yeah. 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 Exactly. I- exactly. There's, oh, yeah. there's always somebody like that. You you, just, you you have to take that with the territory. It's just a given. Yeah. It's just a given that you're going to have people that are that are going to be on the other side of that politically correct spectrum. You know, it's it, yeah. it's uh, it's, not, it, it's it's not acceptable, but it's not but but you can't escape it. You know.
7: What what really the the thing that really attracted me to the project, this is Mike, uh, is actually that it's it's an opportunity to show people who don't otherwise, you know, get these sorts of roles. We see a lot of, of people in what I guess I would, I would call like a disability sort of porn kind of thing, like a, like a Forrest Gump or something where it's like this feel good character. And it's like really no. not, it's not empowering. It's really just to like make people feel good about liking a thing that they don't really want to interact with in real life. You get, you know, like um, hey. my, the, the best example of this for me was like that, that movie, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. It's, like, mm-hmm. people people hate, like, poor homeless people, but when they watch a movie, you know, when, when kind of, like, upper-middle-class people watch a movie about this, like, poor person overcoming adversity, it, like, makes them feel great, but it doesn't really do anything for their actual way of interacting with people who might be in those kinds of positions. So I think it's really important yeah. to show to show kind of, like, realistic depictions of people doing things that they want um, and that are empowering to them and not not just, like, for the audience that so the audience yeah. can feel good and comfortable yeah
5: that's yeah, really and there, well is, said. there is a movie that i own it's uh, by the the troma has distributed it's a documentary called jeff town which i thought was a very good example of you know showing you know you know people <laughs> with down syndrome who they really are that you know f- you know fuck the what the stereotypes and all what we expect people with down syndrome to be like or see am i am i right lloyd
0: Yes, that movie is a great movie. And by the way, the guy who made it went to Yale, just like uh, uh, Bill Whedon. So um, that's a masterpiece. In a fair
4: <laughs> world, in a fair world
0: Jeff, Town, Jeff Town should get a, uh, uh, some Nobel Prize or something. I mean, it's absurd that, you know, and unfortunately, just what uh, Michael said, hey, Forrest Gump is one of the most odious movies ever made. And I went on record, I've written about it, and I've, I've uh, done uh, interviews about it. Uh, it is an odious movie, it is a Nazi movie. Uh, the message of that movie is, uh, do what they tell you to do, go in Vietnam and get your ass shot off, and, and don't even think, and, then, uh, and if by chance you're a woman, And sorry, I hope I can use that word. If you're a cis identified -identified, uh, female, non gender, whatever, uh, you will get punished. You'll get punished Mm -hmm. if you are slightly, uh, 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 you'll get AIDS if you work for peace. Or do you want to change the.
5: (laughs) What a horrible
0: movie that was. It was the one. Yeah, I know that, Lloyd, that you got under
5: attack a lot from reading your book. Everything I, you know, learned about filmmaking from the Toxic Avenger, you got un- uh, attacked for uh, that scene that scene in uh, trauma's War where the woman, the guy has AIDS, and then he rapes the woman, and then she says, I have AIDS, I have AIDS. That, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you got un- you, you got a lot of flap for that.
0: Well, they, in the Reagan days, they were sweeping it under the, the rug. Uh, they were not uh, addressing it. They weren't. It was, in fact, if anything, they were suggesting that this was God's punishment for for gay people. So we wanted to take AIDS and just shove it into young people's heads that this is, exists and there were something should be done about it. That's all. And we did take a lot of shit. But in the full in the fullness of time, um, the, you know, our movies are being shown at the Museum of Modern yeah. Art in New York, and and people, young people like Adrian, liked them. But it took a mm-hmm. while.
7: Yeah. I think I think it's important also that all, all of us, you know, the way we express it might be different, but I think all of us care about making sort of socio politically uh, active films. I mean, that's that's what that's what we're all talking about here, and all, all the films we've been making are are all socio politically active. So whether somebody views something as you know not not exactly the way that they would approach it, I think we're we're it's not like we're just making things to to offend people or to mm-hmm you know, to attack, uh, to punch down. I mean, I think everything we're doing is about punching up. And, um,
0: exactly. So, good point, you know, good. well done. Well spoken. Mm-hmm. Well spoken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's great. Oh. And you guys, you know, I really want to be involved with Adrian, but, uh, not on that. Uh, but if, if you get the good budget, no problem, I'll help you in any way I can. But if it's a micro budget, we may be able to contribute. Mm-hmm. Another oh. great thing about
6: our film, special needs revolt. And the leading character is he's down syndrome. He's, He's kick-ass, but he's also he's he, he's not a saint. I mean, the, the the guy does some things that are that you might disagree with, and and some things you do yeah. agree with. But basically, uh, his yeah. heart's in the right, place, and ultimately, he brings down the evil president who wants to turn our country into a shithole nation. You know? So so uh, <laughs> <Nice>. we're just <laughs> perfect. We're, perfect.
3: God, I, where uh, does go that on, sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> i like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know.
0: maybe I had a dream, a nightmare, but huh I think it was uh, one of those uh, nightmares on uh, Washington Street. Uh, I, uh, I've got Neil and Heather. I unfortunately, as my assistant told you, I am flying to Toronto very early tomorrow because they're, they're having a big trauma weekend uh, for return to return to Nukumai, aka Volume two. And uh, I gotta jump off. I'm really sorry, and uh, no, it was really honored to be on yeah. with uh, with Mike and uh, Mike and uh, Bill and uh, Adrian and uh, Troy and Neil and of course Heather. So uh, thank you so much, Lord. and uh, um, let's do this again. And happy thirteenth birthday, uh, sincerely. Thank, thank you very terrific.
1: much. That's really yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Lloyd. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking forward, forward to, to too. Looking forward to part two. I was. Uh, I was I, I filmed some of the of the of part one in uh, I don't know if you remember New Hampshire at the uh, Let's Be Real. Uh, you let you let us oh, film stuff oh, there. Oh wow, it was, it was a great well, time. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, part two has got the fan-generated uh, footage from all over the world: Australia, China, Japan. Uh, I hope you get to see uh, Volume Two.
3: I uh, hopefully, I'm it'll come it. to
0: Rochester. Mm-hmm. All well, i you Louisiana. so much.
3: So
1: all right. thanks,
3: Take Lloyd. care. Of you. Thanks, Lloyd. Love you. Uh, yes. Love you. All.
4: Have
1: a bye. Bye. Have a nice bye. flight. Bye. Bye, please. bye. Bye. All right. So it was Lloyd. It's very. Good. I'm happy uh, he joined us. And sorry, was elites here, but um. I should also
6: a very a very interesting side point is that I made a movie a couple of years ago in Boston called The Ungovernable Force, which I think you know about.
1: You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yep. I'm currently and, making a documentary that, with the people.
6: Mm-hmm. And in that movie, Lloyd plays my wife's husband.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> my real wife. I realized an actress named Dolores McDougall. she played Lloyd's wife in that movie. <laughs>
1: oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very cool, which uh, I think Michael might have worked on that movie, too. I did, yeah. I, I, I was uh, a camera <laughs> operator on that movie. That's
7: where I met Bill, yeah.
6: <laughs> That's where I met him.
7: Mm-hmm. Did you know yeah. that
6: about Dolores and Lloyd, Adrian, did, did you know that fact? Did you know that uh, Dolores my my first played Lloyd's wife in that movie? Oh yeah,
5: you told me. Yeah, I haven't seen the Ungovernable Force yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to check it out as soon as I can when I have a free time slot. <laughs> I
6: know you have so few time slots. It's just it's just one scene, but it's a very funny scene where where Dolores
1: and Lloyd just like laughing their heads off.
6: <laughs> <It's>
4: right,
1: <son>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't think we we got the story, Bill, how uh, you met Adrian, how you got involved in the movie, in special well, needs. Really. Uh,
6: Adrian called, like the last last year, Adrian contacted me because he wanted to interview me for the the, the documentary, uh, Greetings from Bill. because he'd seen, he, he knew I was in Sergeant Bookie Man, and he's looking to interview people who were in trauma movies. So he, got, he contacted me, and I said, I'd love to. So we, he came to New York. We got together. He shot me that afternoon. We went to lunch with him and his mother. Yeah, we had a really nice time. Right, Adrian? And,
5: uh, yeah, yeah. We eat at Planet Hollywood, of all places. <laughs>
6: yeah, I've never been there. I really liked it. I, I, I don't go to a like that, but it was great. And we had lunch there. And uh, And then later, he called me, and just shocked me out of my boots by saying would you like to write and co-direct and co-write this film that you're going to be i mean i was already going to be in it i was going to play the president which is a great part, uh mm-hmm. and uh uh because it's he's he's a villain and it's he's evil as sin. i love it so so uh uh he asked me if i wanted to co-write and co-direct but i said of course i do at, at that point i was just about to go out to hollywood we were doing this uh Series called Mister Student Body President, which is the hit on on, on uh, an app called Go90. It's produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. We won awards for it this year. It's great. I was out in Hollywood doing that. He he uh, he contacted me, asked me if I wanted to do this. I said, of course I do. So we started. To, he, he sent me the script. As I said, it was 24 pages long, and uh, but it was really cool. I mean, I I really liked the plot. It was really uh, a solid plot; it, it needed expansion. So I, I worked on the leading character. I worked on my character, and we expanded and, and expanded the, the third act a lot, you know. And uh, before you knew it, we we were working together, and it's just it's it's been wonderful. I, I, it's been a great experience working with Adrian. He's a he's a, he's an amazing guy. And, yeah, and, and
5: yeah, so and we do have um, two people who are already interested in playing you know the parts in the film uh their brothers uh josh and scott perry uh not they're they are interested but they're not involved yet josh is the one has down syndrome and he would be he uh, is interested in playing the main character you know billy bates who has down syndrome in the script and uh scott is also interested in being involved as uh a news anchor in the film for, you know, f- you know, uh, Fox f- news or something like that. I don't know how you pronounce it. Like fake news or F U X. But... Fox
3: news. Fox news. <laughs> I love it. Fox,
5: Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're interested, but they're not involved yet. But, uh, you know, let's just keep our fingers crossed that everything comes together.
2: Oh yeah. I just, just got to say there. on a, a weird side note, like, That's it's an idea that time has definitely come because I've worked at a school for 31 years and I've known dozens of kids with Down syndrome and I've never met like a more physical group of people they just like they're very tactile they like to do uh, like really hands on things so to have like you know a physical like superhero that has Down syndrome is perfect
5: yeah and And uh, Josh, he, um, Josh Perry, he goes by the nickname Ponce Man or Ponce. He, uh, he is a really great actor. Um, he's done acting. He's been in other movies before he's acted and he, he has that charisma and that character and that like kick-ass attitude that we need for the film. And he, he's, I have to take my hat off to him and, and Scott as, you know, as they're like the dynamic duo you know, for being interested in this film and for the stu- all the stuff they've done throughout the years in their acting careers,
6: and they're also just incidentally hysterically funny. They're just a very funny, two funny guys, right? That's Isn't awesome. It? Yeah, they, they're
5: real funny.
6: It's just really funny, and 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 would add a tremendous amount of humor to the to the the film. It's very funny, anyway. The, the film's going to be very funny, as well as everything else. It, it, I think mean, it's going to be extremely funny. But these these guys, if they will do it, if they, if they do it, are just would add a lot of comic value.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's interesting, along with Michael was saying earlier about um, you know having something to say in the movie, but at the same time, you want a line where you're not being a. It's not like a preachy film. It's gotta be entertaining, you know what I mean? Without just knocking over the head of like any type of message behind the movie.
6: Totally, totally entertaining. It's it's not I mean it it in essence it's a message picture, but but sure. not it,
5: Yeah, it's has to be taken thought. seriously. Mm-hmm. Like with all trauma films, you know.
4: hmm
3: Yeah. No, I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. I think there should be more movies like that. You know. It seems like a subject that people just kind of want to shy away from because it makes them feel a little uncomfortable. It's like, why should it make it feel make you feel uncomfortable? You
1: know, embrace it. Yeah.
4: Exactly.
1: Um, this is probably something I should ask when Lloyd was here, but I don't know. Maybe you guys have an answer. to This. Do you know, like, how the uh, the new tax codes affect uh, like independent film, especially in New York?
5: Yeah, that's, that's a question I don't know about, but.
6: Oh, Maybe you anyway. would, Bill. I don't know a thing about it. No, no, I, 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 I feel completely inadequate just discussing it. Sure. I, I, I wish I could because it, it, it would make me look really intelligent, but I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I just know some friends from New York who, uh, who have talked a lot about it on Facebook. I don't know either because I'm not from the area. And I don't. I don't make movies. so.
7: I think they're pulling away. They're pulling away the tax credits and breaks, or they're talking about doing it, and so it's gonna. It'll have an impact on films that are. I I don't know what the minimum is, but it's probably slightly more expensive films than this one that are really going to be impacted.
1: Yeah. Uh, Um. Now, Michael, I know you worked with Bill. Um. Did you work with Adrian before?
7: (laughs) I have not worked with Adrian uh, yet, but I very much look forward to you know to having this opportunity to do it.
1: Yeah. So did you guys just? Who? now did you guys just meet through like uh, mutual friends or how, how did how did that come about
5: I met I met Michael Michael through um, oh, yeah. I met Michael through uh, I think Kurt Markham he's another filmmaker he too I met him first somewhere I forget where it was you know met you and Sophia if I'm correct yeah. Michael and we connected more on Facebook on
7: yeah you know so- yeah. Did we meet at Buffalo Dreams? Uh, we, maybe we met at the I'm trying to remember if yeah, it was
5: Buffalo Dreams. Yeah, that one year maybe it was when 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 I was interviewing Lloyd for the from yeah. Control documentary there at the as 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 well as other various locations.
7: Yeah,
6: yeah, that sounds right. Oh, I wasn't aware that you guys had ever met before. I, 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 I that's this is a surprise to me. I thought I thought I was the conduit between you and Michael. The, but, but yeah, you, you met him already. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
5: I met was, him just briefly. It was just like it was pretty yeah. Oh
6: okay.
0: Yeah.
5: Oh,
6: I, 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 that, that's that's really interesting. It's a really small world, isn't it? It's really small.
5: <laughs> yeah. I
6: look at face. I, I see all the mutual friends that I have with people. like how did you?
3: How did how did that guy
6: know that guy?
3: That's not, <laughs> <Right>. that's
6: not
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Especially with social media now, and it seems like with trauma, like. I can't even think over the years how many people I've known who have ended up having something to do with trauma, and I'm like, you too? You know, it's just... Yeah, Yeah. it's like the six degrees of trauma. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it's much smaller.
5: (laughs) But with Facebook, you know, you always have to uh, beware of the trolls.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, even, even... like Twitter, like um, I have been so anti Twitter. <laughs> I've stayed away from it. I don't know. I've just been like, no, I'm too old for that. But um, up until a couple months ago, I started using it. And, um, you know, I've actually met other directors and actors and things like that that I wouldn't have met before. And um, it's just been kind of surprising to me. So I I can't hate on Twitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: it's interesting. The, the way the way I got the part in the Ungovernable Force, which is how I met Michael, was through my connection with trauma because because the guys that made Ungovernable Force it had had seen me and Sergeant Kabuki Man, and they asked me to be in that movie because they were looking for people that were that, were, that, that came from cult movies. So they had mm-hmm. me and Tony Man from Halloween and. Debbie Roshan, you know from, uh, mm-hmm. from
1: uh, yeah, a from all, of all kinds movie. of films. Yeah, it's like hundreds of films. So.
3: Yeah, but she was just uh, a <laughs> guest on the show not that long ago.
1: Yeah, and uh, I believe there's a there's an actor from the Warriors in uh, in that movie too. Uh, yeah, uh,
6: Apache Ramos. Yeah,
7: Apache.
6: Yeah, Apache Ramos or Ramos or I don't know how you pronounce his name is Ramos. Apache think- is his first name.
7: I think it's Ramos, yeah,
6: mm-hmm. yeah, right, from the Warriors, and uh, several other people. They they got a lot of good people for that movie, and that movie is really interesting. Have you seen it?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I thought. Uh, I think she thought it was their best movie, the ungovernable yeah, film.
6: I, I haven't seen their other movies. Uh, Paul and Dave Sullivan, Paul, Paul McElarny, yeah, uh, McElarny,
1: yeah, McElarny, uh, Mc... yeah. yeah right. It's hard to pronounce. And... It took me a little while. I've known him for a little bit. <laughs> And Dave Sullivan
6: is, is his right hand
1: man. Yeah, they're great people. They're they're great people. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And uh, this the cheap plug for myself. I'm making a documentary about uh, about independent uh, filmmaking uh, with them, which it will probably be out. It'll probably not be out for a few years, but it's it's been a lot of fun uh, making it so far.
6: They were the ones who introduced me to you. Too, of course. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So how much fun is it going to be to play uh play the president? Well, I think this part will be, it's going to be the most fun I've ever had. I mean,
4: <laughs>
6: I, I, I don't want to give an spoilers. There are some things that are absolutely outrageous. Wouldn't you agree, Adrian? Absolutely outrageous.
5: Yeah, and, yeah, uh, like, uh, I'm, like, I'm pre- i am prepared to play the character fun. in the script, uh, Fart Bomb, which is like, a, you know, like kind That's of like a, like a ripoff on uh, Toxic Avenger. But, you know, but it's... Uh, <laughs> But in, in Lloyd I wrote in the script that you see Lloyd on the screen saying, Sure, it's a rip off on the Toxic Avenger, but who cares? Now back to the movie or you know.
3: Right. 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 You know, blog, life's boy. just not worth living anymore if there's no Dick and Fart jokes. Once those are gone, it's just over. It's just over.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my, my character Fart Bomb that I'm planning on playing i am I'm 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 actually six four, so I'm a tall guy and I think I could pull it off. But uh, you know, how he there's this one scene in the script where how he kills this one guy is he, you know, farts on him and you know, and the, you know, with the white mist spraying, you know, and then he he melts into a bloody pile of bones. So that that's how I wrote it in the script and I think it'd be really awesome if we could pull that off.
6: <laughs>
3: that's awesome.
6: <laughs> and my part has some the very interesting special effects involved too. And mm-hmm. and just um, absolutely outrageous things go on. And, and I don't want to talk about them because they they're just they just sure too surprising to see them. But but uh, of course my character is a takeoff on the current occupant whose name I won't say. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the bad the Mr T. The, uh, the Mr. Cheeto.
6: <laughs> I, I, I can scar- I can scarcely bring myself to say but I, but, I, but I will say that, that it's, uh-huh. it, it's a take him, and and it's it's outrageous. He's evil. He's terrible. And I I am gonna love playing it because I played the villain in Kabuki Man too, of course. And mm-hmm. I love playing villain. It's great, it's
1: great. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a weird question, but you think uh, creativity kind of strives during like uh, uh, negative times because you have something you can yeah. you can parody. I you think
6: I think it probably does. I think it probably does because, uh, I, I, I mean, I, look at comedy. I think when President Obama was president,
4: mm-hmm.
6: the, people could really be that funny because it
4: was
6: too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> my opinion, but I'm sticking to it.
2: And, <laughs> and uh, music too, you we can have, say that. <laughs> yeah.
6: Can you believe? Can you believe that from Obama we went to this guy? I mean, it just it's just I I am still in it's trouble that this is
3: actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, Did speaking re- of the comedy, yeah, I remember uh John Stewart, he quit he left this show right before um he who sits in the White House started I, uh, and um, he was just like, I left at the worst time. You know, it was just like I lost all my good material.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I watched the 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 new Letterman interview with Obama on uh, Netflix, so the whole time I was watching, I was like, I can't believe you know, we went from this guy to to who, we have, to who we have today. It has it has a weird effect on art.
7: I think, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say it, it has kind of a weird effect on art in that in that things. I mean, when we were making our last our last film, uh, Blood of the Tribids. We we were like oh this is we're gonna have a villain who's so over the top and so ridiculous and people you know people are gonna think it's too goofy but uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna go for it anyway and then about you know three quarters of the way through post production uh, we started to realize as as the uh, campaigning began it was it was done before the the actual election but as the campaigning began I'm like this isn't even strange anymore this isn't even over the top it's not even exaggerated hey, so, it's actually yeah. like. It's like subtle compared to the reality. Right now, so it's a very, it's a weird, it changes the tone of everything, you know? The context. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Um,
6: I think, Heather, were you talking about John Stewart? That's, that's the, that's you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right?
3: John Stewart. Yeah. Did I say something? Yeah. Yep. John Stewart. <laughs> Did I say Jason Stewart? No, you said John. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I meant. Um, yeah. Blood of the uh, Trivets loved that it was just like watching a a hammer film it oh felt thank you like, yeah it really did it felt like you, i was watching a hammer film you a link i have that to
5: movie. check that out now
3: yeah it was great
7: i'll i'll send it to you guys <laughs> i really want
6: to
3: watch it
7: uh, i'll send it to you yeah
3: please it's also on amazon prime
7: <laughs> it is free on prime if, if for anybody for uh for anybody who wants to check it out.
6: It's on Amazon. All right, y- yeah, I
5: have Prime. I'll check it out,
7: definitely. <laughs> yep. Oh,
6: yep. I, can do, that. I can do that too. I didn't really put right. it
7: on there. Oh, yeah, gosh. it is. It is. Yeah, it's also out on, on Blu-ray and D V D and all that all that jazz. So uh-huh. wow. well,
1: a true, a true story, I watched Blood uh, Tributes because uh Michael sent it to me um when I was uh it was a couple years ago I was very sick. I was in rehab at the time. And I remember when I was watching it, I had to keep turning my laptop because I was very uh, nervous of the nurses walking around and seeing what I was watching. But uh, so I couldn't enjoy it so much. (laughs) That's awesome! What what you
3: were watching or what you were doing, Neil?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that was my roommate. Was was, (laughs) it's
7: it's a little bit graphic? It is graphic, right?
4: right. Yeah,
5: I've had had times when I'm not, and you know, on an airplane, I've had to. You know, kind of cover myself. You know, cover the my iPad. You know,
4: watching uh,
5: movies. You know, yeah. co- watching movies that are trauma. So the other passenger, You know,
4: right. so uh, I'm watching,
5: and also I have one. my. Well, it helps that I have my headphones, so they don't hear. So
7: yeah, it's definitely. I definitely don't recommend airplane viewing of, of this film. So. Uh, I
3: always recommend public different. viewing. <laughs> Do it in public. I I'm board with this film. It,
6: it, it's just amazing to have somebody that that good on board with us. You know, we mm-hmm. were so lucky to, to to be part of this film. I oh. I had a meeting with Mike last summer in L. A. We we, we we talked about it. Remember that Adrian? I told you that, that, that Michael and Sophia came over and we, we we spent an afternoon together talking about this film and how they got involved. Remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, but we. Uh, yeah, I think
6: you did. Yeah. Well, we too. we love
7: we love being part of uh, good and important projects. So we're glad to you know we're glad to
1: be part of this. It's a really yeah, it's a great you. script yeah, and thanks. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, when you have someone like uh, Michael's very talented with the camera and so and Sophia there, it adds yeah. to the um the production value of uh, of maybe a low budget film. It makes it look much more uh, interesting and, and professional. Absolutely
6: because mm-hmm. that's that's an area where low budget films can really show their low budget is, if
1: they if they look like shit you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah a lot of, a lot of them too yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i thought that about ungovernable uh, force there's a lot of interesting uh, uh, lighting choices and, and things oh, like yeah. that which, uh, to me really added to the to the movie Oh, oh, wow. those, yeah, are nick, just,
3: those are always just little things that can help bring up the production value so much that are just you know they're cheaper yeah. things but they can add so much to like, yeah. to a small budget film
7: yeah nick norman who does all the cinematography for the for the ungovernable guys uh is is great and and um i really i worked with him and them on i think like four films now and um it you know you're always he always has re- Really, really innovative ideas about how to do things and really neat approaches, and I definitely picked up picked up some good tricks from him uh, in working on those films. So yeah, so it's definitely a lot of fun. And if,
6: mm-hmm. and if you look at their website on online, I'm their logo. Just,
1: yeah, just, just, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned this. You're you, you are the MGM lion of the Uncovered <laughs> I am, I am the MGM lion. For, so.
2: <laughs> I That's know, better the than the, the porky pig, pig I guess.
6: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> hysterical. I couldn't believe that they did that, but it's so funny. I don't know whether <laughs> the lab would be effective, but it's I love it.
1: <laughs> it definitely stands <seems> out. <laughs> I think it's very memorable. So, uh, you mentioned like what the. Was, I do, I think.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, is there a. The crowdfunding isn't up yet for Special Needs Revolt, is it?
5: No, it's no, it's not. We have to work out some kinks, like like I was saying, uh, the uh, budget, the scheduling, the uh, locations. Those I'm I'm working on getting locations, and then eventually a scheduling that all has to be worked out. There's it's very different. I learned from documentary filmmaking. You have to have all those pieces to the puzzle before you can actually go forward with. Uh, you know, a Kickstarter campaign, um, and if I and I believe I'm, am I right, Michael and uh, Bill? If, to, if I'm on the right track.
7: Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's the best way to do it. Is really know what you're what you're in for before you you know you start asking for the money. Right. What your end what
6: you're
7: uh, in for? Meaning what? Oh, well, you know how how complicated the production is going to be. What the locations are, what the, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you have a real good plan about what you need, what your resources are uh, needed are going
1: to be. Is there a place people can follow the movie at all right now, or is, you know, like on on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or anything?
5: Yeah, we do have a Facebook. um, Do we have a, yeah, we have a Facebook page for it, but it's
6: like a closed group, I believe. Mm hmm. Could we open it up, or would that be be the wrong thing to do at this point?
5: Yeah, I, I think we can open it up. Yeah, why not? For Facebook, anyways.
6: Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. That, that, yeah, I just think you
1: know. Yeah, it gets people interested in when you know what's uh, what's coming up and the work behind it. It Gets the name of the the film out there.
5: Yeah, that that does. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think we'll make it open it up, and uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out, and. Uh, Um, you know, like I, like I was saying that, uh, with Scott and Josh Perry, they are interested, but, uh, but for, you know, they are interested, but, uh, they're not involved yet. And we have to work some stuff out with that too.
6: Yeah. Mm Yeah. 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 What was it? The part, the part of Billy was written with Josh in mind. So, Mm so we, that, that would be, that would be, uh, best case scenario
1: yeah that'd be the ideal casting yeah 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 will this be your first feature adrian i know you've done documentaries but will this be like your first uh feature film
5: yeah um this will be my first feature narrative film that i've directed um I uh, I did write a script for a movie back that was made in 2012 and came out in 2013 called Bury My Heart with Tanawanda. I wrote the script and edited and produced it, um, and that's about a boy born with Down syndrome in the late 1800s who gets adopted by the Tanawanda Seneca Native Americans, but it's
0: more of a drama,
5: and it's, it's not a trauma film at all. It's a very different type of film. And I'm I'm re- I'm willing to take up the director's chair for this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. How long did it take to put together greetings from Tromaville? Because that, uh, that was—I uh, mean, he interviewed so many people. Then I'll get to Bill. I'm sorry, I interrupted you.
6: No, I, 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 I was very. much with Tana Wanda is on Amazon Prime too, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, that's that's on Amazon Prime, and uh, also iTunes and. Uh, it's sold for DVD off my website and uh, espocinema.com and uh, so forth. But uh, you, you were asking, Neil, about the uh, how long it took for Greetings from Tromaville to be made. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's about, I would say, two and a half years because I, I was going, I interviewed Lloyd at, at the at the Troma, you know, Tromaville, you know, the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I interviewed him at, um, what was it? Uh, oh, this is like an uh, Elmira con. It was in uh, Elmira, New York, like a Comic-Con type place. And I went to Shockstock. You know, I went to all these places and I interviewed him at, you know, at the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. And also I interviewed other people who I could get that were also involved in trauma in Los Angeles and New York City and even New Jersey. So, yeah, with that and the editing and uh, getting a good musical score, yeah, it took some time, but it was fine. It, and I think, I think it stands up as a very fine documentary and so people learn and know about trauma. And who are who are just even fans? They they can enjoy it, you know, and learn more learn about trauma if they don't have time to read the books.
1: Definitely. Well, what, what what is it about trauma that uh, that interested you? Uh,
5: uh me, Adrian. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what got me interested in trauma was um, it started way back. I remembered the cartoon show uh, Toxic Crusaders at, very vaguely as a kid when I used to come on, I believe, at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I was up that time watching it you know, along with other, you know, shows. But then I remember seeing the uh, VHS box of the Toxic Avenger Part Two at this video store they used that used to be here in Rochester called Video Barn. My mom, I liked the box cover and the art and all that. And, uh, of course, when I tried to rent it, you know, show my mom to rent it, she said no. And and you know, and I rem- and I came across all three of them and thought this is really cool. And so years went by and then finally when I was I would say around 2001, or I got to see all four of the Toxic Avenger films. You know, uh, you know, because my mom finally gave in, and because I was already in seventh grade. So uh, I, I really in- thought it was the next coolest thing compared to, you know, you know, um, any superhero film. So then I, I learned about trauma and then I just started watching the movies and I've been hooked ever since, you know, and with trauma films like Kaufman or you know, the three stooges type humor. So yeah, it's yep. it's been yeah, I think, you know, trauma hopefully it will keep going on and will you know and keep thriving.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So- How can everyone follow each of you online if uh, if they would like to uh, see what you guys are up to? I'm. Uh, I have have
6: my own. Go
5: on. Uh, Okay, Uh, I have my own Facebook page. It's uh, uh, Adrian Esposito. No makeup. Um, That's not my you know my legal name, but I just changed it to that to show respect to my mom because her last name is No Makeup. And, uh, I have my own website, Espo Cinema, all one word. And, uh, that's, that's it It about for me. Um, how about Bill and Michael, uh, what,
6: how, is there other ways they can get in touch with you guys? I have a Facebook page and, uh, uh, that's the best way to, to, to contact me. I used to have a website, but it wasn't getting me enough stuff. So I, I, am not doing that anymore. Uh. Uh, but you can find me uh, as, at Bill Whedon on Facebook, and it's easy to find. I'm, there are a couple of Bill Whedons, but I'm the one who's an actor. <laughs> so, <laughs>
5: I, almost, I also forgot—I have a Twitter page too, but I don't I, really I do use too, it but,
6: that much. I, but, and I'm on my Instagram too, but I don't use that that much. Which is, the best way is Facebook. I know it's yeah. dated. I know it's—I know it's middle class. I know it's old hat. But that's—but that's the way better. <laughs>
3: yeah but, I agree
1: I, I'm on there the most too
3: That's me I've uh, turned into a media whore like just a media whore <laughs> I look I look at myself in the mirror at the end of the day and I'm like oh I feel dirty I just feel dirty back on yeah, it the right, next but, day <laughs> but you can I, learn I, like Lloyd. Lloyd is like the perfect image of being a media whore love that man but he does that he promotes and promotes and promotes like nothing else
6: there's nothing wrong with being a media whore. Nothing wrong at all. I, I don't there's do anything wrong.
3: With it. <laughs> Especially when you and got I'm a donkey a with whore. you. I,
6: I'm a Facebook
3: whore, though. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Me too. Yeah. What is it they say? Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm also.
7: A me- I'm also a media whore, and you you can find me pretty much sure. everywhere under Michael J. Epstein. Um, I have web websites and w- whatnot as well, but. Uh, yeah, Facebook is great, and I'm on all, it's Twitter and Instagram and everything as well. And I, t- I'm reluctantly trying to keep up with all of them, so uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard. Oh, it's you, a, found, you,
3: found <laughs> you found <laughs> me! You found me! I found you.
7: So yeah, feel free. Any anybody out there, feel free to add me and shoot me a message. If you, if I, I on Facebook, I'll, I'll I'm happy to add just about anybody. But if you, if I, if you send me a message, it's helpful to know that you're a, you know, a real person.
6: Uh, um, so, uh-huh. I yeah, I get a uh-huh. lot of that. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people
5: there's people <laughs> hit and miss with me on my Facebook. I've had to you know friend people, unfriend people, block people. You know, it's and it's very frustrating. You know, Facebook can be a real pain in the ass. You know, if the uh-huh. some of the people who are on there who are just very vile. <laughs> uh huh.
3: There's a reason why I go to- at. That's why I go by Mama Creepy.
6: I oh, stick up yeah. with that. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> that's what we go
1: by, Mama Creepy. That's
3: it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. Well, Everybody's I, been saying Heather all night, so it's totally screwed me. So,
1: <laughs> my brother once told me that I was like straight laced enough to get along with like uh, mainstream people, and I was just shady enough. To get along with, like, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the kind of scumbaggy crowd. crowd so. Yeah, but it and wasn't a hand deal. No, you weren't. It was yeah. very yeah. true.
3: <laughs> it was actually really cute today. Uh, I was getting ready for the interview and I actually listened to an interview from 10 years ago in 2009 or 2008 that you did with Lloyd and in that interview you were sitting there talking about how you didn't know if you wanted to go as nasty Neil or it was hilarious and Troy was like I just came up with terrible Troy like a couple seconds before you know we started talking about it (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like oh that's so cute Was that Indian. the one
2: when Lloyd was telling the cigarette story in the in the joint when he bought me?
3: Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's the good. one. Yeah, 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 when he bought you. And I I believe you still owe him some cigarettes.
2: I think I do. I think yeah. I owe him. A yeah,
3: guy. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah
5: I, I, I also it's recently listened <laughs> to a podcast, Neil, that you did with uh Joel Reed, you know. Oh, just re- yeah.
1: From, from,
5: uh, from blood-sucking freaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blood freaks. Yeah, blood-sucking I, I, freaks. Yeah, he's done other movies, too. Uh, you know, he did a film he didn't really care for called Bloodbath or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. uh, that was PG. And then, yeah, I'm actually, I got, you know, I'm, I'm speaking of Facebook, uh, I did get connected on this VHS um collector's site and and one of the movies he uh, uh joel reed did uh, night of the Zo- um uh, night of the zombies is on yeah. um yeah that's that's a vhs collector had that along with some other vhs tapes and it, in, in a, he asked only for 25 bucks so through paypal i uh got it and uh you know because that movie night of the zombies goes for on amazon for 127 dollars it's extremely rare and expensive
3: sheer mouth you know i am not surprised about that though there's a lot of movies out there that i like that you know if i do if i'm lucky enough to find it i'm gonna be paying for it Mm
1: -hmm.
3: so Uh, that doesn't
1: surprise me there big big fan of joel reed it was very nice he invited us out to his uh his apartment in um in Manhattan a few years ago and uh just like so many stories not only from someone who made movies back in the day but just someone that was from Manhattan that lived in Manhattan for eighty years because it's so different now than it was like when he grew up and just rock around and then telling stories it was it was a real learning experience. It was a really good time. Yeah well, now
5: remind me ask... what was that, I nothing. Go ahead, it's not important.
1: Oh, <laughs> no problem. But yeah, thank you for listening. I uh, just, I'm a big fan of Joel Reed. He's a very nice guy. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I wasn't gonna bring this up uh, later on if we because originally Lloyd was just say uh, later in doing just by himself about the movies. But um, there are people, even though all of us here have positive experiences with Lloyd, uh, I was gonna bring it up because there are people who have negative experience, and Joel was one of them. But I don't want to really talk about that, you know, with uh. <laughs> It's i yeah, Me personally, my personal take is I think it depends on what uh, you expect to get out of your interaction with with Lloyd and Droma. If you expect to be a millionaire out of it, you probably not. You probably will be, but if you expect to uh, get some exposure and maybe learn something, uh, I think you probably have a positive experience. Yeah, I agree. I that's accurate. I think too. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I think that Lloyd's kind of the godfather of gonzo filmmaking. You know, if you want to learn how to do that, no. you're probably going to have a good experience. And anybody who's worked on a film, you know, it, working on a film, it, it's exhausting. People get cranky. <laughs> you know, people get hungry. And by the end, you want to kill each other. But, you know, you give birth to a beautiful little baby. Yeah. It's,
5: it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, I would, I, yeah, it's just like with film making on that note. It's like, you know, I, I'm not a woman, so I'll never know what it's like to give birth, but it's like that on the trauma set, you, you know. You, you want to find,
3: it. you want to find <laughs> out it could be a new trauma movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: sure. Well, special needs revolt. Uh, you guys are going to open up the Facebook page so people can uh, check that. I do like the uh, the graphic so far for it. And I, I like the, the idea graph- behind it. I, that graphic is
6: great. I
1: love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice little sign.
6: A- I think it's brilliant. I, yeah. I, I love
1: it.
6: It's a handicap. It's the the wheelchair handicap symbol, but, but the guy's carrying a machine gun. Or a,
5: yeah, a yeah. And, and uh, it looked like AK-47 <laughs> or... An Uzi. I, I'm not good with knowing what guns are, but it was one of those automatic guns.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure either.
6: So. It, it, it's, it's a combination of... Uh, it, it's very funny, actually. I think it's a very funny look, of it, but it also just it, it, it sums up a lot of the movie. It's great. It's mm-hmm. a handicapped person carrying a weapon.
3: Yeah, yeah. it says everything right there.
6: And that, I guess, is what, what you were saying before, Heather, about could we be accused of... Blading, I guess on that level you could be accused of it, but you'd still be wrong. You'd still be—I mean, yeah. If, how could they possibly say that? Oh, yeah to get prison, we could be violent. <laughs> oh, come on. Get mm-hmm. off it, you
3: you're damned if I mean, you do, you're damned if you don't. Exactly, you know, exactly. It's the world well, that we live in, though. Yeah, in. but I think what inspired
5: me. Another reason, what also inspired me to write the script is when I was. When I finished my uh, documentary, Disability Hollywood, which is about the history of people with disabilities in Hollywood films and TV, there's a there's a there was a part in the documentary where this guy I interviewed, who's a uh, who knows a ton about movies of people with disabilities. He has cerebral palsy himself. But anyways, he was talking about this movie called The Amazing Mr. No Legs, and you know about a guy a double leg amputee who has yeah. shotgun. I in his wheelchair, and he's yeah. like the first disabled action hero. And I thought, man, that's you know, if that's not been done yet. Why don't I try? Me and Bill mm-hmm. try doing something like that. Why? Well, I, I wasn't didn't know Bill very well, but I thought, why don't I write the script and try it?
6: Right. Try it out. I did and I still can't figure out where that came from, but I'm so happy that it did because because we we didn't know each other that well, but. You must have seen something in me that you thought that could help the script along, right? Well, well
5: uh, yeah. Because, well, I was actually because of how you looked in Sergeant Kabuki, man. You know, it's almost sort of like a uh, you know a Trump type character with the way your hair was, the you okay. know like uh, I... combed back and uh, suit and tie. <laughs> it reminded me. Well, it's not quite Trump, but it's also, it's not you know. It's a, it could well, be passable, fun- you know. To look like someone who's like a businessman type, corrupt, evil guy, the you
6: fun-
3: know. Bill, <laughs> you just scream, squeezy politician.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and but the funny thing was that when that movie was made, when Kabuki Man was made, which was we we actually filmed it, believe it or not, in 1989. It wasn't released until '94, but because it, it took a while because it, was, it went through a whole uh, whole bunch of stuff. But we filmed it in '89. At that point, the character was in fact based on that man whose name I won't say. It was it was based <laughs> on him. So not not surprising that you thought it was like him. But what what I was what I was actually referring to, Adrian, was not the fact that you thought of me for the part, but that you thought of me to help you write the script, which which was kind of amazing. I didn't I don't know where that came from, but I'm happy that it did
5: yeah yeah well it came because um i uh i you know i needed a it wasn't enough pages and i thought it needed more spice to the script
6: you thought I could give it to us so i think i think we worked well together i, I i'm very happy with the way we work together aren't you yeah. I, I know you are
5: yeah and for me you know when i write scripts they're for some reason they don't come out to be 90 or 100 pages and it really sucks because i have other i have written two other scripts uh one of them is special ed of the dead and it's just not enough pages
6: right right well we we worked it up to we we got up to 76 now and we want to make it i guess 94 for, for some reason that was a that was a figure that... that yeah, ninety
5: four or ninety five yes or two yeah that that would work,
6: so I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there there's been there been some additions i think I think we're up to ninety now we're getting up getting up, getting up in the eighties now so we'll see
3: that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really Once excited get-
6: for it. Yeah, I am too. I, I I can't wait for this thing to happen because I think it's gonna really gonna. I think it's gonna be an awesome film. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I hope we get to make it this whenever this summer or this yeah, you know sometime summer. soon. You know.
6: Great. That's that's what I want. That's what I want. And I'm growing my hair because my hair is gonna be really long. It's <laughs> I can't, I can't do what the what the the argument does, and God knows I wouldn't want to do that. But my version <laughs> of his hair would be like <laughs> real. real long. Uh-huh. Uh yeah,
5: Bill. Bill wrote a thing in the script, that, you know, because with his hair, it's like one of the scenes in the script is uh, make America straight again with the long hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> very cool i'm definitely looking forward to this and i appreciate you all being on and uh, i am very sorry that it was late it was uh my fault i uh
3: he was getting was very sorry about that me and uh I, now, now wearing pants so no problem no problem uh
5: yeah i i at least i got to see um I had seen it before, but I watched it off Amazon Prime Was Banana Motherfucker again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just the title makes me smile every time I hear that. all worth it.
6: (laughs) I gotta catch that movie, and I I gotta see Blood of the tribbits. I I really can't I didn't realize that was on Amazon Prime. I would have watched it. Yeah, me neither.
7: (laughs) They
3: have a lot. They have a lot on there, and then also, you know, on YouTube. I know there's a lot of stuff with YouTube going on, but... Uh, Trauma um, has what was it? Over 150 movies up on YouTube for free on mm-hmm. their YouTube channel. So and this is the full length movies. They've got documentaries on there and everything. So because mm-hmm. I was just watching the documentary on uh, the poultrygeist. Um, I love poultry it. in motion. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I bought that long ago, so, which is nice, you know. And you can go on their website. I don't know; they're just all over the place. So there's always places you can find them. So I, I think that's one thing that's really nice because I grew up on that. You know, I grew up on Taxi. So I love. It's nice. I love
6: that's one of my favorite
3: films.
1: Mhm. I agree. It's nice. Excellent. Yeah,
3: it's nice to be able to go back and see it anytime I want.
1: It's weird actually watching it now. I think it's even more um, audacious now when you watch it, like the running over a little kid and stuff. It seems yeah. like wow, you're not gonna see that in movie today. So I saw it a couple of years ago there uh, in uh, at Coolidge, you know, at the theater. And actually, we were sitting next to uh to Lloyd Ford. And, they were, and I was like, I hadn't seen it for a while. You know, I grew up watching it. And watching it was like, wow, this is like a lot more uh, out there than, than I remember, you know, watching it at the time.
6: Mm-hmm. That's great. I saw, I saw it for the first time when it first came out. I forget which year that, was. It was about almost 10 years ago now, probably. At a friend's uh, uh, DragonCon in, in, in Atlanta. And it was... Hello? It's like, uh, like Comic-Con, but it's called Dragon's Eye. Right,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's in land, I think. That's, yeah. and
6: I, that's where I saw Poltergeist for the first time, and it was amazing. I I walked into that place, and suddenly I was this huge celebrity. Everybody wanted to have their pictures. Because <laughs> because I was, oh, a that's awesome. Was so funny, so funny. Mm-hmm. I got that, like... All, all you need to find is that, is that subculture that knows you, <laughs> and, you're, and you're suddenly mm-hmm. a huge <laughs> so yeah it was yeah. Great. It was a great experience, yeah.
1: For me. Yeah. yeah, and with uh, the trauma uh, movies like we talked about earlier, not only they're entertaining to watch, but um, just like uh, I think it's kind of bef- ahead of its time. Toxic Avenger with a lot of the anti bully I, messages I in the movie. You know, like I know there's bullies oh, throughout history, but uh, like people weren't necessarily really you know. Ah, uh, talking about you know being anti-bully, but that's totally there in Toxic Avenger. That's the whole theme of the movie. Yep.
6: Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah the, and the thing about the trauma and the Toxic Avenger, I've talked to a few filmmakers, independent filmmakers. Like there's this one that was at you know I saw at the little theater. I saw his film, and uh, uh, he 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 worked with SAG, and you know that and all that hassle, but um. Uh, I asked him. Do you, I, I told him about my documentary on Lloyd Kaufman and Trauma called uh, uh, "Greetings from Traumaville." I, I told him about it. You know, it's about Lloyd now. that he he wasn't familiar with Trauma, but he knew about the Toxic Avenger. So I've run a, across that with a few people. They know about the Toxic Avenger, but they don't know anything of what Trauma is or Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah,
6: that's it. Yeah. It's very famous. It cuts across lines, yeah.
7: Yeah, I think it's also. I mean, from from my perspective, I think I'm about the same age as you, Neil. Um, and yeah. and I totally grew grew up just watching. I mean, I just tore through the, you know, the shelves in the uh, the video store or just watching everything. And the and the trauma stuff stood out as like a special, weird. It like didn't follow any rules. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it it felt really good watching that. It made me want to make movies. So you know, it, it, it's like kind of a great. I, I I sort of forget this for moments sometimes now that now that I've kind of worked with a lot of a lot of the, the uh, trauma folks in various capacities. But you know the first time working with Lloyd and um, and with Bill and with Debbie and all all these people who I, I grew up watching these films and, I, and they were like you know these were the films that got me into wanting to be a filmmaker. Um, so it's it's really the the fact that it has lasted this you know forty, 40 years. Uh, i think is really important for for how it's shaped independent cinema and you see all these these guys like james gunn and these other people who you know started out in that world and now are kind of the mainstream blockbuster filmmakers so trauma's had a huge impact yeah. it's had a huge yeah. impact on
3: oh that's a ton everything. of people it's crazy yeah 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 i uh yeah
5: i mean that's that's why i thought it was important to make you know greetings from Tromaville like i said before, earlier and uh uh, unfortunately, I was not able to get, you know, James Gunn for an interview or Eli Roth, but I did get Roger Corman, so, and and uh, Ron Jeremy, but, because he's been in a few of Troma's movies, but he's now under a lot of fire, which I won't get into for, you know, the witch hunt that, but uh, anyway.
1: Well, that is- yeah, <laughs> but I know from a uh, previous interview with with you, Michael, was you mentioned that you were like a uh, self-taught uh, for as a filmmaker. So I actually did want to ask you about that. If uh, I know you've watched like some of like the the behind the scenes and some of the commentaries and uh, was yeah, I assume Tromo not only was the inspiration but uh, uh, technically oh, yeah, better, yeah, Lloyd's I mean Lloyd's book and um and the the DVD set
7: for you know make your own damn movie and and all those things were were huge when we were making our first film uh which is called 10 um all we did was watch kind of all that stuff to learn about how, like the tricks for how do you get these effects shots off and we're like, oh, okay i see what they're doing there um but yeah no so lloyd lloyd was tremendously influential and in fact like it was kind of a big thing that we, we were like we've got a he's been such a big influence on us learning how to make this film that we felt like we needed to get him to be part of it so we like kind of we We planned and planned and he was, you know, he was very gracious and we we got him to do a a part in the film. And that was like, it kind of made, I I don't want to say like like fulfilled my life, but it felt like a full circle in terms of, you know, being a consumer to a creator. um, And really like the person who's really heavily involved in in influencing the choice to get to start doing this sort of thing is then participating in in you doing it. Um, It's really it's been an amazing journey. Journey. And I think like yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd is great for giving access to people um, and Lloyd's really good yeah. about, you know, yeah, he's really good mm-hmm. about being in films and mm-hmm. and encouraging people and, and helping young filmmakers. And so I think, you know, that's it's important to all of us. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It's really it was huge. And the first time uh, one of the films I worked on was released by Troma, I was like, this is, you know, I know it's 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 a big deal and it's not a big deal, really. I mean, like, you know, financially, like you said, maybe it's not a big deal. But but um, from my perspective as a as a creator. Um, it was huge to be able to say that the the studio that kind of got me interested in this kind of filmmaking is now putting out stuff that I'm involved with.
1: Yeah, that's that's amazing. He's he, like you he said, he's very accommodating. Even just myself, who's I'm not making movies or anything, but um just a couple times I've done videos with him. The one time I was at the Coolidge, and he stayed till after four a.m. signing autographs, and he still made sure that we got that we filmed this. And I was like, no, nah, it's all right. You can go. I know you're tired and stuff. But he was just like, no, we, you know, I want you to do this uh, you interview with me while we're there. And I was like, that, you know, that's really cool. You didn't have to do that. He could have just, you know, left.
5: And
6: I guess we mentioned before that he's also doing a cameo in Special Needs Revolt as himself. Right. Yeah, Thanks. yeah.
5: And, uh, yeah, he's doing uh, actually, yeah, like he's on the T, te- you know, he like uh, my idea is how I wrote it on the script is the movie pauses, like you know, we see the pause button on the screen, and then we hear Lloyd's voice narrating. And he like narrates Fart Bomb's backstory that he worked as you know this as a nerdy you know person with a disability. He worked you know, as a janitor in this uh, karate school, and you know barrel you know this barrel of toxic toxic oil or whatever lands on him, and he turns into Fart Bomb. And then he's like saying, yes, it's a ripoff on, uh, like I said before, you know, he admits that this thing he's narrating is a ripoff on the toxic Avenger, but, and he's like, so what? <laughs> and he's also, That's yeah, and he's also in this, we're hoping to, for the scene, you know, he's in this crowd scene later on in the film as Kruger is giving an address, you know, talking on a podium, like a stage in this town square to the, the citizens of Bushville. Which is what it's called in my script, you know, not Tromaville <laughs> but Bushville, and uh, he, uh, he's like, t- you see Lloyd Kaufman, like, you know, you know, and there's this scene I wrote, I envisioned in my head. It's not in the script, but in in the scene, he, when there's like a lot, this yeah. gunfire going on, and the people are scared. you, was like holding on to G- Jesus, which I thought would be pretty funny to do, and uh, so yeah, and me- so that that's probably. What I, I envision, me and Bill are hoping, you know, Lloyd will also be involved in not just, you know, you know, the money aspect, but also the, uh, you know, meaning the financial. I meant to say, but also, you know, these cameos here and there in the film and those. So, uh, what do you think, Bill?
6: He's well, he's definitely doing a cameo. He's, he's, de- he's definitely playing himself in that scene Look. with fart
3: bomb. He has but, to uh, I mean he has to be in every he has to make a cameo in everybody's movie. Why it's why like not? it's like the trauma stamp of approval. I think he really Yeah, knows.
5: yeah, and I was hoping I could have him do it in in the trauma office, the famous trauma office, you know, with that mm-hmm. green, you know, the wallpaper. So I thought that would be cool. to, <laughs> oh he's narrating and you see him on screen and he hits the play button, pause button.
6: <laughs> 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 That that'd be very good to do
1: it. Film it there.
6: We have to be
1: great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I think guys, it's getting it's getting kind. Of, I, yeah. I was, get up in Well, yeah. cool. it's been awesome to have all of you guys on here. And, yeah, thank uh, you so much. We'll have you guys back. Well, you know, when the movies, uh, if you guys want to come back and update something <laughs> or the crowdfunding's up or after the movies, out, whatever, you guys gotta wel- always welcome back.
5: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Neil, for having me on.
1: You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Always, always a, a pleasure.
6: pleasure. <laughs> this is a great group of guys. I'll, I'll see y'all later. All right, Happy thank you guys. guys. Take care. It's been awesome. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Nice you. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: back to the station of Decapitation without trade I'm Nasty Neal
3: I'm Mama Creepy
1: And I remain terrible Troy mm-hmm. Yes you do mm-hmm. A big thank you to our, our Music of a month here VHS and the tomb of Nick Cage for our new Amazing Theme song Yay,
3: Yay. Nice Love with our guests here Nick Cage. Yes Yes Yes, thank you, everyone.
1: Michael Epstein, Adrian Esposito, Lloyd Kaufman, and Bill Whedon all good people. Yes, yeah, good group of people.
3: One <laughs> hell of a way to start off the year.
1: Yeah, it's the first live show of 2018. Uh, I'm uh, I was a little late, so I apologize for that. But here's what I had. If anyone's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> I must know. <laughs> i the Tulles- so uh, it was. Uh, did you was, try everything? I did try everything except for the bone That's marrow awesome. because uh, everyone took the bone marrow. Oh, so, uh, so it's six. So it was from six thirty to nine thirty, and I assumed you could just eat everything, but uh, they did it in kind of courses, so you kind of spread the night out. So at six thirty, they had uh sampl- samples of uh, the building. Had a big table full of uh, dried meats and cheeses and fruits. And that was that was pretty awesome. All uh, dried game meats and all kinds of crazy cheeses and uh, free samples of gin. There's four different kinds. It was one brand of gin, four different kinds. I sampled all four, oh, along yeah. with with uh, with cocktails. They had cocktails they could sample, which I had three of those every time I walked by. I said, "Hey, I'm going to sample <laughs> this again."
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it was much gin. And then it was. Then they had uh, samples of uh, this experimental scotch that was. Uh, oh, how was like, it? Oh, it was great. It was very it was much like bourbon because it was uh, scotch, but then it was aged in barrels, Ooh. so it had that. Yeah. Gave it that, that, that color smoky and little taste. smoky taste. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that was very good. And then they had all these wines. And uh, well, when I got up there, it there, was, I it was by myself, so, <laughs> so I, uh, so I, you know, I found a, a table. And then uh, these women came in. There was, like the an older woman and, and two younger girls, and they were not like young girls. Probably probably thirty. And um, they're like, "Do you mind if 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 you're accompanied by three women tonight?" I was like, "No, that's fine." And so they sat down with me. I was at first like, "Oh God, I just want to eat alone," but no, they were very <laughs> awesome. end up in a good time. And all of them were wine drinkers. I'm not, so they explained to me the different wines and I tasted all the different wines. So it was a And then they had a, then they had a corner where it was free beer too, some type of, Oh my God. And I wasn't aware of this at first. So I'd actually ordered uh, a banana bread beer from like Wales or something. And so much to drink, much to drink. (laughs) It sounds
3: like you drank a hangover.
1: I know. That (laughs) sounds
3: crazy. (laughs)
1: And then I also did try one more of their beer cuz it sounded insane. It was a thick mint beer from Ireland.
3: I can't believe was, uh... you were able to walk
1: after <laughs> it was this. 10%. A mint <laughs> beer? Yeah, it was 10% uh I've never uh, heard of so. which is very high for beer. Mostly it's like Yeah, glorified. that's uh, Yeah. <laughs> it that's was pretty very good. It was almost like a, a minty Irish cream, but it was beer cause, but it was thick. It wow. was uh, it was excellent along with all the uh nope. All the others. So uh, so then they had the, the okay. meal there. And uh, so here's what was in the... Uh, it was They had uh, game chili, which was made out of ostrich, antelope, and wild boar. Wow. Um, bison bone marrow, which uh, people all went up and grabbed all of it before anyone else got it for, for some reason. Um, <laughs>
3: bone marrow? I'm a vegan now, but bone marrow tastes
1: good. Did not get it any. It's good. Yeah, none tasty. of our, me or n- none of the people at the table uh, get any. I have to say wow. the uh, the mom was very nice too. She went up and she would get a little plate full of the dried meats and cheeses uh, throughout the night for everyone at the table because you know you're eating oh, all this other cool. meat. Why not have some dried meat on the side? Um, uh, <laughs> wild boar scotch <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that was very good. I liked it. It was uh, a hard-boiled egg wrapped in wild boar sausage and fried.
2: Yeah, be like the Scotch eggs. They look pretty That's gruesome good. to
1: me. That's I like, no, I don't like them. Uh, whole, him. whole stuffed quail, and it was stuffed with like a, a fig. Oh wow, that stew. sounds pretty. Oh, cool. it was very good. Uh, this might have been my favorite thing was the southern fried fried guinea fowl.
2: Also, oh, it was just like kind of like a fried
1: chicken. Yeah, only it was, was it a was, guinea fowl. Nice. Yeah, it was a really good, like fried chicken. Uh, emo
2: wellington, <laughs> that was delicious. Oh, wow! So it's like a beef wellington,
1: only it was emu. Yes, wow. Uh, ostrich meatloaf was, was delicious. Uh, the game bird pasties that they were fantastic. Uh,
3: pasties only belong in the boobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, whiskey, wood spoke, steam chip of bison. So it was just giant bison. Big like leg of bison, whole leg. Wow.
3: that was ridiculously huge. <laughs> oh was, yeah,
1: that looks. I'm assuming. Crazy.
3: I'm assuming that was the picture you sent me. Was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was insane.
1: A, it was. Did you pull like inside.
3: a
2: caveman and just grab the bone and walk <laughs> I off. Know. Like, I
3: know. <laughs> that
1: was crazy. It, it's, uh, it was smoked inside a whiskey barrel, which sounds awesome. There was. It was very uh, Pheasant wings, which were uh, fried in duck fat. Nice. Uh, that was very good Uh rack of venison uh, Served with burnt chilies Which was great It was funny though, it was a uh, burnt chili So I took a bite of one I was like, well, it's not very hot So I ate the whole one And then I grabbed the other one I was like, well, this must be the same Took the whole thing, put it in my mouth And it was just hot <laughs> as hell
2: Oh, was it like a scotch bonnet or something? <laughs> I don't know,
1: but it was very, very
2: hot
1: Because <laughs> I think something
2: there had scotch bonnet Like on
1: it <laughs> Yeah yeah. yeah, they're the little
2: round suckers and they're crazy hot.
1: <laughs> uh, the game pies were great. Uh, it was like a little pie with all kinds of uh game meat, and uh, and then uh, for side, they had uh cheddar potato casserole, which was very good. And then for the dessert, they had bone marrow chocolate ganache, which uh, we, none of us got because. Apparently, well, people the narrow went, up got, went fast, huh? Yeah, they even said people went up and took like three of them at a time. And then, so then they started to rule one only one per person, but after they're all gone. So, what good is this?
2: So, for next year, they're all <laughs> yeah. set for that.
1: We did, we all did have the Forest Berry Sherry Trifle, which is really oh, That sounds good, too.
3: So, is this just like an annual thing or a popular yeah, thing? Yeah, this is or... the sixth
1: annual one, which I, uh, I live about. Maybe five minute walk. Like ten from minute it. walk, yeah. yeah. Maybe ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, probably ten minutes. And i uh, never heard of it. <laughs> oh yeah, we go God. past the
2: BBC every day, and yeah.
3: never
1: heard about
3: that. You guys, you you. Well, Neil, you guys seriously put a dent in the uh, animal kingdom tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, many many animals died for for my. Music. Yes, many. Yes, <laughs> I I looked down that list,
3: and I was just like. After I saw that ginormous leg of meat, uh, I was like, oh, that might be good. Mm. And then I saw the rest, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with being a vegan. Fine with it. Yeah, yeah I don't think there was
1: that. There was no salads or anything. It was
3: just... Yeah, I would have starved there. Yeah, you, uh, I
1: Mama C would have just drank all night.
3: I yeah, didn't I see veg- right.
1: these ones that say vegetables. I didn't see any vegetables even with them. Maybe they were just,
2: <laughs> just cooked with
1: them or something. I don't know.
3: Do they have a crash cart there <laughs> for everybody? You know, just in case somebody has. <laughs> There's so much cholesterol here. Someone's going down tonight. Oh, that mint, uh, mint, min- uh, beer, Irish beer though. That sounds good. <laughs> That's really My... good. I'm like is that, is that a stout? Ten point five, mm. an Irish.
1: Yeah, it, was a stout. it was a stout.
3: Yeah. See, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, that sounds like that would be good.
1: It was very good. I'm, uh, I'm still a little uh, tipsy, and I'm normally someone who. Can, <laughs> I'm normally not yeah, a that's long drunk. Normally it's quick amount. You yeah, know? it's thing I've to been get food with it. Yeah, and I've been drinking a lot of Gatorade since I get home. That usually oh, helps. It.
3: You've just I been drink, prepping. You've been prepping for the
1: convention. That's it. Mm. Exactly. He'll be right He's been doing
3: it lately.
2: He's <laughs> working out I've... the liver on this
1: one. Uh, I know as I start knocking stuff over, because when I get a little, <laughs> hit, I hit stuff and I don't even notice it. Like, I'll hit stuff and get big bruises <laughs> on me or just knock shit over. But I was sitting at the table. I'm just like, if I'm talking, I was talking to the girls there and. I'd be knocking over the drink the, the, uh, <laughs> venue, like flying off the table. <laughs> Tomorrow you're going to have a bunch of mystery bruises
2: and Maybe. stuff. You're going to be like, what the hell
3: happened? <laughs> oh my god, too funny.
1: You're not so powerful. I just don't know my own power. Right.
2: So next year I might have to go with you to this
1: thing. Oh, you would have liked it. was like liked liked fun. It. Yeah, it was a great. It really was a good time. It Was cool. I'm actually glad that they sat with me too. They were they were all very friendly.
3: I'll come out, stand outside. You guys just send me the gin.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: just send me out the gin.
1: Here's it the was, first I, I should have got the name of it, but they had uh, four different kinds of it. It was like the the their, the, the, you know, regular one, and then there was like old poppies that had a anise in it. So it was like a licorice flavored oh, gin. Wow.
3: Yeah, no, nope, yeah. wouldn't have liked it.
1: Well, well, I'm, I'm not a fan of like. I'm so not a fan of like. All meat, over that. Must,
3: the only time I have like, if I get a taste of that, is if it's um, absinthe.
2: Not There's like a buka kind of... person though, because I love these oh, 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 I love it.
3: Not like some buka. Mm-mm. No. All got right, way I will drink your buka then. Got, got way too drunk on that one night, throwing up buka. Mm Stops you from licorice. <laughs> Mm-mm. I I'll get licorice root in a tea. I won't even know what's in there, and all of a sudden I'll take a sip. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> no, Bat. oh flashbacks. It's like vomit flashback. Like no stop. I don't want to go there again. That was a dark place.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was a long night in a dark place.
1: Mm, that uh, was good. <laughs> I'm still very full. Yeah, you may not eat
3: again after that. <laughs> All of a sudden you'll be laying in bed around midnight. You're gonna be like, "Oh, I can <laughs> so go for some more of that bison leg.
1: <laughs> Here, I just sent you a picture of my plate. Holy sheep shit.
2: Oh, so was that the little uh oh the little game
1: pie? Yeah, the pie, then the the, Ew, the fried nice. uh, guinea egg on top of that, and the chili bowl, and the uh, the peppers there on top of the uh, the venison, and right above that's the uh, bison.
3: And... Holy crap!
1: Wow. <laughs> it's just oh my awesome
3: God. looking. It looks like you went to a really classy OCB. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and like that was your first go-around plate.
1: <laughs> yeah, you well, know, I got one. I got one of everything on my first go around because you did have to stay in line for a little while, but uh, I didn't want to go back up.
3: Oh wow, <laughs> Funny. oh that's okay.
1: that was a good time. Yeah,
3: I didn't good mean time. to send you a little deadhead there.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: Mm. <sighs> that's okay. Oh, I had glu- I had, mm-hmm. I had gluten gluten free um aged cheddar uh, macaroni and cheese for dinner. <laughs> yeah, love me Annie's. Oh, right.
1: mm-hmm. This scary. is like this is like the the Noah's Ark of food. They just bring you <laughs> two of it. <laughs> 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 well, one one to try, and then another one just in case. Yeah, <laughs> in case you
2: found something
1: <laughs> crazy good. <laughs> exactly. So I <laughs> believe uh... part,
2: let's do that at the sandwiches sandwich thing. No, you could only get one of each sandwich. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> was there a lot of people there?
1: Oh, this place was total. It was totally packed. I guess they sold out. Yeah, it was. I never thought so packed.
2: Well, when you got the tickets, I remember like they they only had like four remaining.
1: I think they said. Yeah, and I don't know how on many their Facebook page. Yeah, it was it was sold out. I never saw uh, people were trying to come in who didn't have tickets just to eat, and they wouldn't let them in. Wow.
2: See, like I I was kind of surprised you- because I was planning on you know if I went, we could just get tickets at the door. So it's yeah. a good thing I didn't. Mm-hmm.
3: They had meat bouncers
2: it
3: <laughs> did oh, they also ma'am. had they,
1: they did sorry have, ma'am
3: can not uh, come in here sorry where's your ticket no ticket can't ride no ticket did, can't ride
1: they did have uh bagpipe bagpiper that's a cool thing
3: that was really sweet mm-hmm.
1: and uh i left before then they had like at the end uh the, you could like gather around the the fire at the end and oh with I cigars
2: mean, and stuff yeah, right
1: yeah i left before oh, right.
2: that well, next year we'll have to we'll have to like plan on doing that. Yeah. Damn. Cause one one of the things that some people don't know about Nasty Neil is he usually is packed with cigars. Yeah. He never smokes them. But Not he, for a
1: little while, I used to be. Oh, it.
2: really? He yeah. always used to have cigars on hand. Mm-hmm. He never smoked them, but he'd always have them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd have them, and uh, well, I spoke them once a while. It was uh, there was a time when we were going to conventions quite often, and uh, when Troy's along, he's going to outside talking because he's a smoker, and so to hang out with the smokers, you're kind of like, well, I'm just a wannabe, I'm out here. So then I had uh, cigars for the while.
2: He <laughs> needed a gimmick.
1: Yeah, your cigarette really
3: wannabe.
1: <laughs> so I really didn't smoke the cigars. I don't really like them, but uh, there's a video of Annabelle and I. Uh, what was it? It was one of the early dinner movies, and we we uh, drank like whiskey and, and smoked cigars, and she got like really sick for days. But <laughs> the <laughs> but then I started to bring a pipe. You got like this cool wooden pipe, and, mm-hmm. and and I just told everyone that I was smoked. But really, I got this like mint stuff they put in that really didn't have any any like tobacco or anything bad for you, and that's what I used to put in it. Nice. <laughs> Good You're
3: like suckers. Look at me. Yeah. I ain't get cancer today. <laughs> it's
1: Like a mint like and mint and herbs and <laughs> I kinda like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure there <laughs> were some kind of herbs in there. I do have a story about about the cigars though. So uh one of the listeners used to send me the cigars. That's how I'd get my he even sent me I don't know if I ever smoked them cube. He sent me sent me two Cubans, which i that's probably yeah. illegal. I don't know. I never tried. Well, he send me cigars, and like Troy said, I would pack them, and very rarely would I smoke any, but somehow um, God, what's his name? Um, Real crazy guy. Actor. Oh, with the
2: giant teeth.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, oh my God, how
1: come Busey? Gary
3: Busey. Oh, Gary Busey.
1: Somehow I got to Gary Busey that I had cigars, and so uh, I was like summoned up to his uh, hotel room. So He's the suite, so I walk in. This, this a tour. Totally so before he went activity, up,
2: I, he he was all excited. He's like, "Oh my yeah. god, going up to Busey's room!" I'm like, dude, bring a camera. It should be awesome. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm not excited.
3: back in four hours,
2: right, right, <laughs> gonna be something crazy happening. It's gonna be cool.
3: <laughs> Send so the this, dogs in.
1: <laughs> this will be no exaggerated Walk in. It's a big suite. Um, his his son is sitting uh, Indian style on the bed, eating ice cream. They're
2: agent said from like a big tub,
1: right? It was yeah. like a big gallon container. is yeah. <laughs> like...
3: this is this Jake Busey? Yes,
1: Jake yeah. Busey, Jake Busey.
3: Are you shitting me? That is fucking hilarious.
1: And their manager, who actually looks, everyone knows people from Days of Dead know this guy. Uh, he looks just like them. He looks like one of the Buseys, like gone to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which Even is, more so that, that's really fucked up. <laughs> and he's just playing uh like uh vertical but the the different not vertical along with the bed, but the sideways. So his feet <laughs> and his head are off the bed. He's just face down, like I don't know. I thought maybe he's dead or something.
2: <laughs> Darren did he did this guy. Um
1: pain is a
3: hell of a drug.
1: <laughs> he never moved or said anything the whole time I was there. He just laid there. Like passed out, and then Gary Busey's sitting there. Maybe I shouldn't say. Something. I don't. Know. What? Whatever. He's sitting there. He's uh, like on a couch, and he's got like a you know, like a coffee table from. And it's just, it's just loaded with uh, with joints that he's been rolling. He's sitting there rolling joints, and he must have fifty of them. Cocaine
3: okay, uh, is a hell of a drug.
1: <laughs> and so I was like, oh, so you know, I get these guys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, so I start <laughs> giving one of each that I had. And then I was like, I think I gave you this one. Like, no, no, not that no. I was like, because you want this one? He's like, yeah. So I started giving it to him. Said, Thanks. <laughs> and uh and then he started playing uh the guitar. Oh god. <laughs> and and uh he's singing oh, because there was some musician there, some female musician. And uh Jake was like was saying her name and the and and uh Gary can say, Who? And Jake would say who it was, and then Gary would say something totally wrong. He's like, Joan Jett? He's like, no, it's uh, oh, a Ford, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah
2: he's, like, he's like,
1: who? Joan Jet. He's like, no, who? Who? And he just kept saying, he never got it right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that then, only makes uh, it
2: better, though.
1: So then uh, Harry Bean comes up, who's uh, the DJ. And he informed me that a uh, Piper's coming up, right? Ready, ready, Piper, to mm-hmm. uh, to, to smoke these uh, joints with uh, Gary Busey, and asked me if I wanted to uh, join them. And at first, like I, oh, yes. I'm of those, but I've actually never smoked marijuana, and so I was like, "This will pro- this will be a good time to to do it." Rod <laughs> Piper. there's yeah, no with better Piper. time. Come on, that with yeah.
3: Piper and the Buseys, there will oh. be no better. That would be a story to tell the great-great-grandchildren. And
1: so, you know, like uh, Long searcher, I didn't. I was in there for about five minutes, and it went from this, holy oh, shit, I'm in here with Gary Busey, to just wow, I'm just in here with this crazy guy. <laughs> just like, this, creepy, this creepy, crazy man. And so then I just like, oh, I think I gotta go. And so I left, and uh, I said, hey, Jay, I told Jake he had like ice cream on his chin, because he did. And he just went, thanks, bud. And gave me, like, a, a thumbs up. And then I just walked away. That was, that's the end of my
3: <laughs> You never got to see Roddy Roddy Piper come in?
1: No, no, I didn't stay long enough for, I don't know when he ever came. Oh. Or, or if he, he, is he Yeah, came. maybe. Never <laughs> came up.
3: I don't know. Oh, my God. What that's is fucking hilarious. Hey, you survived.
2: <laughs> that's true. You, you need to survive.
3: You do. I survived, I survived, him. I <laughs> survived the Buseys.
1: <laughs> the first time I saw Busey, it was right after he uh, <laughs> was very public. He, he went bankrupt um, a few years you know, ago, 2012, maybe. And uh, so he show, he pulls up to the convention, and this was all over the news at the time, you know, Gary Busey went bankrupt. And he pulls up at, at the convention in a stretched, uh, not just a limo, but it was a stretched Humvee limo.
2: Yeah, it's like, like a five thousand feet long.
3: It
1: was the
2: Craziest thing
3: to a convention. Yeah, to the convention yeah. at the hotel. Oh Jesus!
1: It was just like, what the hell? You think maybe you want to, you know, that arrive even... here in just like a like a Uber or something it was before Uber, but
2: uh, was that the same convention that um, we were watching, like a you know celebrity rehab thing? And a certain person (laughs) was on that that like, ah, you know, I'm so happy I'm clean and sober or, you know, I I haven't taken any drugs for like, you know, a year now. Uh, And then as soon as I'm out, well, as soon as I'm outside, the guy comes over to me and he's like, hey, man, you got any pain pills? (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Got any weed? I'm like, "Uh, no. Do you know anybody in town? (laughs) No, man, I'm not from around here. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'll just say who it was Because yeah. I don't care, it was Tom Sizemore
1: <laughs> <laughs> saw,
2: Watch his thing about him being clean and sober for a year It's like, okay, I'm not so sure uh,
1: I think that. it was with uh, Dr. Drew, actually Yeah, it was it <laughs> is, uh, I questioned Dr. Drew's uh, you know, knowledge uh, If he could tell about people <laughs> I over he was. Very, most people were not a fan of Tom, Siz- Tom Sizemore. I remember at the show, but he was very nice to us.
2: Yeah, um, he was. He, he was very personable, and, but he didn't <laughs> want to spank us, so that was good.
1: That's yeah. There's somebody, some some yeah, of somebody, the
2: people there.
1: Somebody really wanted a, a, an autograph, and he wanted her to come up to his room later so he could spank her. <laughs>
2: She was like, No, thank you, Tom Sizemore. I just wanted to autograph.
3: I just paid $25 to get you to autograph this.
1: <laughs> and I get
3: my $25 back if yep. I, I let you spank me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that hey, was one of the
2: th- spank him if I when I had some bangles <laughs> or something.
1: That's one of the first conventions we went to. You yeah. know, I think things calmed down at later conventions? Those first couple, it was like, well, I guess not. I guess there was crazy stuff later, but uh, those first couple, there was a lot of weird stuff.
2: Oh yeah, that guy that was one of the Leather Faces, he was just getting <laughs> baked all over the place. And stuff.
1: Andrew Bernardski. Yeah, I always remember because he was the very first. Well, second panel I ever hosted. First one was the uh, Scream Queens, and so it's the uh, second panel I ever hosted. First first weekend I ever hosted any panels, and so he's like, "How?" It was him, uh, Derek Mears, and Brian Steele was uh, Men Behind the Mask, and he mm-hmm. just looked at me. He's like, "How long is this?" Uh, I was like, "I think it's an hour," and he's just like, "Nope, I don't think so, pal." By <laughs> the way, <laughs> <laughs> so it's giving <laughs> panel. About fifteen minutes in, he just grabs the mic and tells some story and then just walks away. And I was like, yep. okay,
4: it's over. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was the first guy I met, too. We, we, so we, we're in the lobby, and he comes up, and I'm, I'm five, five, so I'm pretty short. And uh, he's a mo- he's like, maybe oh, not 7 big, feet, but like six six foot eight monster, yeah. And so he's got a hot rod shirt. And I start talking about, oh, that's my favorite wrestler. And so then he starts wrestling with me, and it's like so he's fake hitting me, but he's still hitting me, and he's like six, eight, and three hundred fifty pounds. Big
2: giant what?
1: motherfucker! It's true. And so so I'm playing back a little bit. Then he takes flat back back bumps. If people don't know what that is, you know, in wrestling, he just falls backwards onto his back flat in the middle of the lobby. I'm just fucking like, this. This was my first experience with anybody at the convention, at my very first convention. I was like, "What in the hell?" Well, is that was your into? first convention.
2: You know, yeah, what did yeah. we sign up for here? We weren't because, yeah, he's reenacting like Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snooker, hitting him with the coconut, and he just grabs Neil, and Neil's like, "Holy shit! I got this giant guy like
1: manhandling me now."
3: Oh my god, that is too funny.
1: Again, he was he was always nice to us, but that was his yeah, that's his version of being nice. But some people had issues with him, but I never had any issues with him.
2: Yeah, but Uh, we saw his dark side. There was one guy that came in like, and he had an issue with him, one of the fans, mm -hmm. and like you could see him getting his ugly on, and I don't think you wanted any part of that.
1: Yeah. I remember when we were outside with him and he just starts and uh, I mean I don't care but this was like I don't know like 12 noon totally broad daylight in Indiana which is kind of a conservative place that he just uh, starts smoking you know lighting up weed and like right outside the hotel and I don't think you're even supposed to smoke right there and I remember he just was asking all of us if we wanted any and when Troy said like no he's like yeah, you don't look like you smoke, or something yeah, that, like
2: that. was funny. He's like, yeah, you don't look the type.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> Troy is so clean cut. Cut. <laughs> Damn,
2: I make myself sick. I'm such a goody goody now.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember because we were sitting there and all these people were coming in. your know, dressed as Michael Myers or whatever, and uh, and he just went. He's like, you know. You could just this would be the perfect time to walk in with a real machete and just start hacking people up.
2: He was actually a really funny guy when you just got to sit and talk with the guy. Uh, but you could tell he was a little cray cray, but like he was just a really funny
1: guy. I thought, you know what that's probably true, but it's probably not thing you would have, not an idea you want to put in anyone's
3: head. Just off lightly.
1: Man, look at that. Some really good effects those guys have over there.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, so man. if you want to hang
2: out with a funny and
1: probably crazy guy, he's the guy. Out. Crazy I, don't
4: think, guy. I, don't think, I
1: don't think they book him anymore. anymore no, no. Besides, I think he's booked all the time in Germany, but besides <laughs> that, I don't <laughs> think, Germany,
3: <laughs> that, I don't <laughs> think <laughs> We'll just book you out in Germany. <laughs> Vera, have fun.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think Vera's a big fan. Vera's friends like obsessed with him really <laughs> yeah yeah your <laughs> pictures all over page Oh, all oh, right nice. all right so i think you got some uh, news for us
3: i do just i'm going to announce two quick things and then we're going to do our 666 list of our favorite movies horror movies of 2017 okay so this saturday night this saturday At uh, 2109 Chicago Avenue in Chicago, there's going to be a limited time pop-up bar with a shining, shining theme. And it's going to be called Room 237.
1: That's pretty sweet. Freaking sweet.
3: So, yeah, I moved down here. And, of course, cool shit always happens. (laughs) So, go to it take pictures, send them to me because I want to see this. This looks awesome. So, it's only going to go for a limited time. So, people go. So cool. Yeah, and another thing I'm super excited about is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are developing a new horror comedy. Ooh. Uh Tell, tell, tell. But it's not a movie. It's a TV series.
2: That might be even better.
3: It's going to be called Truth Seekers half an hour or half an hour shows and it's a tv show about um, a three-person paranormal tv show so they're gonna go all over and have paranormal experiences so but it's gonna be Simon peg and nick frost back together again so i'm excited yeah i'm super excited about. it's gonna be awesome so that is it because I want to get to this list. So, but I was just too excited about those yeah, two things. That's awesome.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Not shooting them with the word. Is world. that a Netflix thing? Or I'm not sure where
2: okay. it's
3: going to be put on yet. Um, but I'll announce that next week.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'll leave you in anticipation. <laughs> get sweated out to next week.
1: All right, 666 six, six here, the top movies of 2017. This was hard to narrow down. It
2: was. It was. So I added to a, to a solid 10,
1: mm. but
2: then turning the 10 into 6 wasn't easy.
1: Mm-hmm. So my number 6 is, uh, I was thinking about a couple different... Uh, Christmas horror movies, but the one that I personally I liked a a couple of them, but the one I just enjoyed the most was Red Christmas. Oh yeah, Uh, I really liked this movie. It's uh, I thought it was really well made. It's very low budget movie, but um, it's very original. It's uh, I've said this before. It's like a Greek tragedy mixed with a Christmas exploitation film, and you throw in some uh, you know, questions about um, you know, right to choice. Or, you know, right to life, whatever you want to call So, uh, I just thought this was a great movie.
2: Yep, I dug that one too. I it didn't make my list, but that was that was on my 10.
3: Okay, got this was so hard, so hard. Um, there were so many good movies out this year too. Mm. Um, I had to go by which movies I watched. The most times. Mm
4: -hmm. Okay, I like that. That's a good. That's what. That's how
3: I had to bring it down. Um, like how many times I rewatched the movie. So my number six is actually "Who's Watching Oliver."
1: That was very good movie. We'll be having him on. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Russell Banks is great. Um, he is great playing a really different character shall we say it's just a quirky movie i loved it i've watched it a few times now so that's my number six it's who's watching oliver
2: i haven't um, seen that one yet so i, I will oh, have to watch it that's yeah, good um my number six i just saw recently but it did come out in in uh 2017 was *The shape of water
3: oh so good
2: i enjoyed a lot
3: such a
1: good movie. I will talk about it later on the list. I figured you would. <laughs> uh, number five on my list. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. It was a movie I heard a lot about, and sometimes uh, you get all this hype, and then you see it, and it's like, eh, this, this is good. But uh, this one lived up to the hype. It was uh, Get Out. I thought it was a really oh, yeah. a, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, original. Uh, I liked it a lot, and I'm looking forward to uh, to more stuff from him. Yep, that
2: one was on my ten as well.
3: Yep, ditto. Not going to say where, though.
1: Mm.
3: Uh, my number five is uh, Girl with All the Gifts.
1: I forgot about that. That's an excellent movie. So did uh, I.
3: I know, right? I was there racking
1: my brain. God damn <laughs>
3: There's so many good movies that came out last year. Um, you know, last year we had some original zombie movies. And this one was definitely the most original. And I've watched it repeatedly. And I didn't get sick of it or bored. It was great. Hmm. Loved it. So that's my number five.
2: Yep, I forgot about that one. <laughs> my number, number though. five is was one of those things. It was a made for Netflix thing, but just kind of, I loved, I fell in love with it and watched it several times it was
3: 1922. Mm, that was a good it
2: one of one two, uh, Stephen King things that were made for, for Netflix. The other one didn't quite make my list, but it was
1: in my top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I have the other one at number four and that's a Gerald's game. All right. Perfect. I, I, I was kind of thinking
2: about putting them both on, but then I was there were just there were so many good movies, like you guys were saying. Mm-hmm.
3: I actually also have Jerome's game as my number four. Nice. Yeah. It's it, it it I loved the book. The book, Gaming Nightmares, the movie. They were able to transfer the book over into a movie so well.
1: Mm.
3: I it was just they did an amazing job with it. Nineteen twenty two was great too.
1: Yeah, that one's a. I think I think 1922 is a little underrated. I don't think uh, it it gets gets much love. I thought it was Mm. I thought it was really well done. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad both of them. uh, I think it was a great year for Stephen King. Oh Oh, hell yeah, yeah.
3: yep. So much Stephen King love this year.
2: So that that was great.
3: That was number four. four, Number four, four on Union, Troy.
2: All right, my number four. I love this movie, and I thought it was gonna end up higher on my list, but it was just, my top three I just really, really loved is The Devil's Candy, which I thought was just such a tremendous movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge fan. It was, yeah. Uh, uh, when it came out, I thought it'd be my favorite uh, film of the year. I just thought yeah. it was fantastic. I love all the characters. I love that the uh, a villain that's so, that does such vile things, at the same time, they do a good mm-hmm. job at making you feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Um, All the
2: actors are so good in it. Too. I like the
1: idea. Yeah, and I like the idea that the heavy metal in the movie is actually used for the power of good. It's like blocking out the uh, the devil, the yep. voice of the devil movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything. The only thing I uh, I think of you mentioned on the show was the fire is a little wonky at the end, but it's a minor thing.
2: Just yeah, that to, was my only beef with the entire movie,
1: yeah. and
3: that's
2: when it comes down to it. That's not really
1: that big of a No, yeah. It wasn't bad like it took me out of the movie or anything. Yeah.
3: It was so yeah. hard taking them that one off my top six. Mm. That that was hard. Yeah. That was yeah, a good
1: one. It, it, when if I first saw it, I thought it'd be my number one, but so it's so did here I. At, it's my number three. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: my number three is uh Don't Kill It.
1: That was a very fun movie too. Mm. Yeah.
3: Mike Mendez. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I always love this movies, And Don't Kill It just kept you going the whole time. It was just like nonstop. And uh, it was very original also. So Don't Kill It's my number three.
1: Awesome. Choice.
3: Mm-hmm. All right.
2: My number three is uh, Split. Mm. Oh, so good. Which was so nice to see uh, M. Night like. You know, mm-hmm. getting back into his groove—it made me very mm-hmm. happy.
1: Yeah, I'm like a lim a ding dong. Finally, <laughs> ding dong. He came through
2: with this one because I had yeah. had my doubts, and then I was—I—I I just, oh Christ, I—I I can't think of anything I didn't like about that movie. hmm
3: It was good. It was really good.
1: So that's my number three. Uh, my number two, uh, Trey mentioned earlier, The Shape of Water. I just thought it was a mm. beautiful movie. I loved uh, just the look of it. It's like a perfect-looking movie, I think. Mm. It's, it's kind of a – the story itself is kind of a fable, and I think even the movie itself kind of looks uh, not quite real, which I think adds kind of the fable factor of the, the film. And then, of course, there is a very uh, fantasy-like scene in the movie. Uh the villain is, is great in the movie. I'm a big fan of that actor since um Michael Shannon. For- Michael Shand- yeah, since Boardwalk Empire. Great. Yeah. He, he and he's he's really in his element when he's playing like the uh the the sort of like uh religious asshole. Uh, zealot. zealous yeah, a prick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, I, I
3: can't... He's great at being a prick. You wanna <laughs> hire an actor to be an asshole? Right. He's your he's guy. He's your guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was a, it was a wonderful experience watching the theater and, uh, this, uh, can't say enough about it. This, this, it's a beautiful movie. And, uh, this is what we could have got for, uh, you know, who tweaked a little bit. It could have been, um, his, his, uh, uh, creature from the black lagoon, if they would have let him be part of the, uh, the reboot of the uh, Universal Monsters. Yeah, why instead. would you
2: have anybody that loves horror be part of this <laughs> uh, Universal right? Monster
1: thing? The a
2: lot crazy of ways, the idea that would have been. it always
3: this is better.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of ways, I think this was like the uh, this would have been part two of like his Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. You know, and one, I love the,
2: the monster
1: in this. That
3: would be, that would so be a beautiful. really good like second. Or a sequel to the creature from the Black? Oh, yeah
1: yeah because they they hint about exactly. the back the backstory of him you know capturing it and
3: mm-hmm. that could have been
1: the first movie and then this one is you know what happens you know after mm-hmm. they bring him back to uh, to the world
3: I absolutely loved that movie. it was great it, I'm the only one who d- it didn't make it on my top six
2: and the monster's so nice looking oh yeah too he was oh. just She's just beautiful.
3: Yeah, they did a great, great job. Um, my number two is Get Out.
2: Oh, there you
3: go. I, I I'm the only it. one
2: that didn't Get Get Out in my six.
3: I, I've watched it so many times now. I, I just think it's a great movie. Um, I'm glad it's getting attention. Mm. Even if it's getting weird attention I guess (laughs) from different people but um, I think it's 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 a great horror movie I don't care whatever you think but it's a great horror movie it went in a direction that I didn't think it was going and like I said in my list I had to go by how many times I like watched the movie yeah yeah, the rewatch I had to go by the rewatch count so my number one's probably going to be surprising (laughs) (laughs) seriously
2: all right, my number two. I don't know if either one of you guys had seen this one. Um, it's the prequel to uh, Train to Busan, Seoul Station.
3: Oh yeah, it's
2: animated from uh, from Korea, and it's just brilliant. I just love everything about this movie. I think the animation's fantastic in it. The zombies look awesome. And the story's really great. Like, the little twist at the end really, like, just absolutely shocked me. Um, I just love the movie. If you haven't seen it, try, try to find it.
3: I just signed up for Shudder oh, on Amazon.
2: You oh, Watch it, woman.
3: Yeah, I did the seven-day free preview, and I was like, I can't stop. And that's on there. So it's on my watch list. Yep, yep. So gonna check it out now so many good zombie lists last year
1: so uh we're to the number one big numero number one um yes. uh, really that my top three could any of them could have been my number one but i uh, really thought about it and the one that i just probably just enjoyed the most i've seen it three times now is it mm.
2: that is uh, also my number three. one i i'll Love, 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 love this movie. I thought it
3: was great. I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, I liked the end. I still miss the original. I mean, I'm like, yeah, are they gonna show them when they're growing up? Mm, be cool. Well, that was you know, yeah. But it, it was great. It was it was really good. Um, that did not make my list either. <laughs> I'm like yeah, the popular ones aren't making it. Um, but my number one is a trauma movie. It was Spiderlings. Nice. I i just really enjoyed it. You know, it's just...
2: Yeah, that one grabbed you. Cheery. I remember when you first saw it. You like, you yeah. really loved that one.
3: It's just really kind of... It's enjoyable. It's fun to watch. And I really like horror musicals. Mm-hmm. So, it was just something that I really, really liked. So, um, yeah, that ended up being my number one. So, um, go trauma.
2: That's awesome. Stop you know,
3: trauma. So, yeah. Yay, 2017. <laughs> mm-hmm. Year of the 2017
1: awesome 2017 was, was I, a damn good year for that. Yeah, I wanted to put Greasy yeah. Strangler on my list because I saw it in 2013, but I I, re- I looked it up and it came out. In October of 2016. So. Oh,
3: really? That was the other thing too. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh. yeah. No. Uh, just... Love for all, my, for all the Greasy Strangler uh, folks out there. Yes. Ooh, see, because I'm
2: not sure of the release date on Soul Station either. Just because uh, Shutter showed it last year, I don't. It might be from the year before. So. That's all right.
1: Well, that's all right. We'll all right. That's
2: okay. That'll slide through just in case. Yeah, it's, and
1: right. it's a movie. Uh, I I uh, I just saw it, but I guess it technically came out in 2017, so i almost have my list. But I do want people to check it out because I forget where it is. It's either, I think it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. It's somewhere Amazon or Netflix, and that's a brawl and Cell Block 99.
3: It's on Amazon. I have to watch
1: that. Oh my god, I love this movie. It was uh, and I don't I like think- Vince Vaughn at all. I don't think I've ever liked anything with him in. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, I guess I'll watch this. And I said, watched
3: like, the preview. It looks really good.
1: Oh, this is great. This is, it's like a old, like a seventies exploitation movie. It's just ultra violent. Mm-hmm. It's just very weird. This is the, this is a great movie. Vince Vaughn's awesome in it. I didn't realize Vince Vaughn's such a giant like man.
2: Oh, yeah, he's, he's a big he's freaky big.
1: guy. Yeah, it's, he's it's very, tall. Very dark, very dark movie. Uh-huh. Udo Kier is in it. Oh, hell yeah, that's awesome, man. Don Johnson, another guy I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but uh, he's great as the Warden. Just the, Wait,
3: did you say Don Johnson?
1: Don Johnson, yeah. Don know. freaking nice. Johnson. He's that's evil Everything, warden. I mean. Everything's very over the top, but it's totally yeah. works this one in the world. All right, I'll world. have to watch this one. Yeah,
2: my, my recent discoveries. Well, after I'll, I'll wait till you're done.
1: Yeah, I'll say also Jennifer Carpenter, who was uh, played Dexter's uh, sister. Oh, she's in it too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I hadn't seen her for a while, so it's cool.
2: Yeah, I think that REC one was the last one. Oh, the the Americanized version. What was it called? Oh, Outbreak quarantine. or something. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That was the last thing I think I've seen her in. Mm-hmm.
3: I liked those movies. I'm yeah, like, I like the well,
2: Spanish ones better.
3: That's, that's what I was just about yeah, to say. Yeah, the REC. I, yeah, I like the RAC ones. I I just, I really liked those ones a lot. Those ones were really good. So, till the whole let's get on a ship thing. And I'm like, <laughs> can, can we just keep this on land?
2: Yeah, we that's like shooting them. things in outer space, you know. You I know. know. You know <laughs> you're doomed like, then.
3: Come on, we already taken take Jason to Manhattan. Yeah, gonna put him up in space now. Kid just wanted to go to camp. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: my my two recent ones that I just found on like Netflix are are both French ones that I really enjoyed. Hmm. And uh, one was La Mans, which is the manace, and it's about this uh, female serial killer who uh, got caught like 20 years before the thing uh, starts and there's like a copycat killer going around and she agrees to help the uh, police but only if her son who's now a detective like uh, will come and like help her out and it's it's I really enjoyed it it's like a six episode thing Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's it's not. Okay, uh, yeah, it's it's the woman that's the mantis. She's she's awesome in it. And uh, actually, the whole cast is pretty good. And then the other one is um, Gleece. I, I can't remember what they called it in English there. It was like, what was it, Neil? Icy Death or
1: something? Uh, like frozen Dead, I think. Oh, OK.
3: Just tell me and, how to spell it,
1: and I'll try and find it. It's, yeah. on, it's on Netflix's Frozen Dead, I believe. Oh, okay.
2: Frozen Dead. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've only watched the first two episodes of it, but it seems like it's going in a direction I really like so far. But I suggest, because Neil did the opposite, and he didn't like the first episode at all, mm-hmm. is um, to watch them uh, in French with subtitles. 'Cause he watched the first Glisse in uh in English, dubbed, and he said that the voice actors weren't very
1: good. Yeah, the main oh, guy really? was just was atrocious.
2: In the he little preview tasted- for it, it looked so bad because you know, they had it in the English and the guy sounded like a Muppet.
1: He kinda sounded like Skinless Frank from Hellraiser, but like more they've got that really in. deep voice like this, but, <laughs> but it wasn't like it was terrible. It was like yeah. that voice, but not like in any not acting towards the, the character at all. Mm-hmm. So if it you try it again, Neil, do really it in French it, with the subtitles. It really took me out of that oh speak.
2: yeah. And if you watch Man, like just start it out with the subtitles, because I don't know how, you know, how the voice actors are in it. But that's yeah, about I, all I got, guys. So
3: I watch like everything with subtitles. I'm just yeah. like, I don't want to miss anything. Yep. I watched. Uh, it comes at night last night. Actually. Oh. Okay. That. Uh. You know, it, it's gotten a lot of hype, and it was okay. You I couldn't get it. Yes, I haven't watched.
2: Yeah, it, 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 it
3: it's just it. like I, it was completely finish. predictable. <laughs> um. I saw what was coming a million miles away. Um, uh, it, it really, it was really not original at all, you know, yeah. and I'm pretty sure, like, I've seen other movies just like it. So it's just another post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie um, with better cinematography, a high budget, and um Yeah. So. I watched
1: about a half hour of it, and I, I wasn't into it at all. So actually, then that I turned it to Cell Block Ninety Nine. That was, uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, that was. Uh, that must be on the Amazon then.
3: Yeah, I've been kind of just binging on Shutter. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, well, if you got the freebie, you might as well. You know, I know. Watch everything oh, no. you got on there. I've
3: I've passed on from the freebie. Oh okay. I passed on and bought now. in. I've graduated. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. It was so good.
1: So I have a. I just want to announce a couple things here. I just saw it, Mad uh, at Monster Mania. Uh, if you're in New Jersey area in uh, March, they just announced Randy Quaid is going to be there. Oh really? That's so
3: awesome.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's. Bitch. I hope he's. A, I would. I would. That's a pot op I would get if he was just there in his bananas.
3: Oh my god! Ah. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Then I don't think he could really say I mean, no
3: to that. Holy
1: shit! this. Way. I
3: would get. I would get a photo op with me doing a smile and a thumbs up right next to him. and <laughs> bananas. Yeah, you're know? like, hey, look at me, Randy <laughs> Quaid, and his bananas.
1: <laughs> and uh, Mad Monster announced a couple guests. Uh, so if you're a wrestling fan, you should be excited. Mad Monster—they're bringing in Kane, the Big Red Machine. Oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, Mick Foley. Just oh, sweet. Here. Oh, so cool.
3: Yeah, that just came out. Was that today?
1: They announced
3: yeah.
2: that one. Uh-huh. Is Holy uh, other- gonna do a stand up or anything there?
1: I don't know. It does not mention. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, this week, uh did you guys watch any of uh we'll, have to- we'll just have to we'll have to watch
1: our uh, watch our table
3: around
2: the oh, yeah yep. Yeah. Or any food. Don't leave any food out.
1: Oh really? Yeah, you are. I'll say, uh, I grew up with Mick Foley, he was my favorite wrestler for a long time. Uh, meeting him, mm, but I was at. Uh, Took I the there.
2: shine off a little.
1: Uh, yeah, I was uh, doing. Uh, I had my uh, Without Your Head uh, table, and I was off doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre panel. I came back, and uh, my stuff was on the floor, and he gave my table to somebody else and just dumped my stuff on the, uh, on the floor. What? I don't have uh, I don't have necessarily high opinions on Mr. McFoley
3: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, that's uh, kind of a bummer.
3: Yeah, that sucks. Uh oh, did you guys get a chance to watch uh Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams at all? This no, week?
1: I did not know that started yet. Oh I didn't
3: oh, holy that. shit. So good. Every I'll have episode. To check that out. Okay, every episode but one is pretty much, like, watching, like, Blade Runner-esque. And it's fucking brilliant. How many
2: episodes?
3: There's ten. And I've watched them all, like, in a row. It blew my mind. Like, it's like watching one movie after another movie after another. But they all... Each director was so great. Like, they each um, really captured... The style and the feel, everything, and uh, uh, Brian Cranston was one of the producers on it too, and nice. yeah, and he acts in one of them too. And I mean, they've got great talent. There's only one that I didn't, I didn't like love, um, and funny enough, it was the one that wasn't like just like the rest, but that's okay. It was still awesome. I've watched it probably twice, maybe three times so far. Nice. Um, all of it. So, yeah, check it out. It's it's on It's on Amazon now. Well,
1: guys, I, I got to get going.
3: All right. Let's call it a night, people.
1: All right. Well, I had a good time. We'll be back here next week with uh, Sean Whalen. Very nice. Death House. We'd like a chance here tonight to talk to, to Mr. Kaufman about Death House. But he is in Death House.
3: Yes he is Mm. I believe he plays a doctor
1: He does a doctor I can see that
3: Yes I believe he plays a doctor In Death House Mm -hmm. Dr. Kaufman calling Dr. Kaufman
2: (laughs) And I bet you guys Have seen the trailer for A Quiet Place
3: Yeah well uh, that looks great
2: That looks really cool I can't wait for that one
3: And I saw the trailer for the New Mutants or oh yeah,
1: it, it had a spooky uh, look. Yeah, there. it's it's yeah, it's a very horror. It's got a horror theme. Yeah,
3: it's, yeah, the trailer, it's right? horror theme. It's mutants and like a horror story, like a go. Yeah, it looks good. I'm like, I can't wait for that. 2018, bring it.
1: Exactly. All right, right. we'll be back next week. Got a great time. Uh, thanks to everybody we we mentioned earlier it uh help uh, spread the head, share the show, follow the show, subscribe everywhere you can find it. And it does help to share to let all your friends know. And your enemies, what the hell. Maybe you will become friends. That's right. You never know. <laughs> I thought you were together. Yeah. So until next week, this is Nassi
3: This is Mama Creepy.
2: And that would make me terrible, Troy. This is
4: what Your son's a king, and don't to